genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am your host, Adam Sheehan, and I am here today with your panel of co-hosts, Sean Batiste. What's going on? Casey Crawford. Hey. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you, and we're also going to do our best to try to catch you up on anything you may or may not have read. We're also going to try something new this week where uh, in the episode description, we're going to put timestamps on all the books we talk about. So if you want to skip something, you got timestamps. <laughs> Our top stories today are New Mutants number one by Ed Brisson, Jonathan Hickman, and Rod Rice. Undiscovered Country number one by Scott Snyder, Charles Soleil, and Giuseppe Comancoli. Nailed it. Yeah, that was great. Nailed awesome. <laughs> also, I, was, I thought it was Rod Reese, but maybe it is Rod Rice. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. I don't well, know. Throw I it out. Throw the whole episode. <laughs> uh, I Quit. shouldn't be the guy reading names out loud. Uh, so yeah, let's let's start things off with top picks. Sean, why don't you start us off? Sure. All right. I'm going to start with Daredevil, number 13, by Chip Sadarsky and Marco Cicchetto. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so as and most, we've only said it like five times. As most sequential <laughs> comics do, this picks up right where the last one left off. Yeah, um, I think I talked about this one, right? We did talk about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kingpin has just straight much, up murdered, just yeah. straight up murdered someone in a bathroom. <laughs> um, and he, well, he murdered somebody at a high society dinner party in the bathroom. Like the guy was just like just just, just twisting the knife, just goading him because he's like you're not a criminal anymore i can just like you're you're yeah. lesser than is so. he still a mayor yeah yes, yes. Okay. yeah they th- well they're looking at him as a criminal and he's trying to rise above he's, he's that. trying to he's trying and, to go straight all these rich dudes like the snobs like, the you might one, want a different name if you're trying to go straight yeah, yeah. right <laughs> it's like the point oh one percent that these guys are they're they're the richest of the rich yeah yeah they're it's crazy yeah so he kills this dude and he just starts freaking out and then he just calls wesley it's like I love this little four panel scene. It's like, what's going on? I got you. And then he just immediately <laughs> he just, just cleans. He just it. goes into cleaner mode. He's just like, I got this. Yeah. It's like, this is what I was born to do. So he basically walks <laughs> I in. I would be so bad at that job. Dude, it's great. Like he's just, full, it was perfect. So basically he goes in, he grabs one of the people. Oh, I love the how house. this happened. Cause I was confused. I was like, how is this going to yeah. work? It, it, it was really well done. So, so he goes yeah. in. So basically the bathroom's covered in blood. So he does this. He grabs one of the workers. He's like, you, uh, if you don't come with me right now and do exactly what I say, your family named this, this, and this who live here, they're going to die. So let's go. <laughs> so they go to the bathroom. Um, and Kingpin's like, Wesley? He's like, stay in there. We don't want blood in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> grabs the body. They dump it in like a janitor cart. Uh, and then they tell the guy to start mopping up. So this guy's just Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Just full yeah. on that mode. And then basically then he's just like, okay, um, what you're going to do, put the body in the car, Kingpin, you call 911, paramedics will be here in seven minutes. And they do this. And I'm like, where's the, but there's no body. They already disposed of the body. So the guy's cleaning, so. the guy cleans up and there's like all this blood and everything. And basically, um, he's like, okay, you're good. And he's like, but there's still blood. And he's like, that's fine. Um, there's just, 
we just didn't want it to look like a murder anymore. And they grab a razor blade and they make it look like this dude killed himself. Yeah. The janitor, oh. the poor janitor. So I'm with Adam. If I and did the, this, it'd be an Abigail Stella movie. Uh, and then crazy. As they're like slitting his wrist, they're like, your family will be compensated. And they just yeah. like open yeah. his vein. It was, wild, oh, it was so good. Like, I mean, it's not oh good, but it was like, it, it blew my mind. Nuts, dude. And then Kingpin's oh, yeah. like, and this all happened at someone else's house. Yeah. yeah. Like this rich dude. And then Kingpin's Cause Wesley like, was just outside with his goons. Dude, I've clogged the toilet at someone else's house <laughs> and and was not nearly and, as yeah, cool this, about it this as dude, this. This dude was able to basically clean a murder for Kingpin in like... Under seven minutes. In, in seven minutes. I need this guy's number. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know if we any of us can afford him. Just, just call up be like, dude, I'm in the bathroom at this guy's house. The the toilet yeah. bowl level just keeps rising. King, I don't know what know, to do. The whole thing, Kingpin really And then he just it. murders someone. <laughs> he just yeah, kills yeah. his way through. So we're yeah. just going to make it look like the host killed himself in <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Like, that would yeah. so much worse. <laughs> Honestly, no, that's better than clogging someone else's toilet. I'd rather kill people than clog someone else's toilet. Yeah, that's... You just there isn't. You just need worse. new friends at that point. Yeah, just yeah. I, I have to move to a new city. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Kingpin really sells the whole thing, and it's just like it's really tragic when people die. It's this whole thing, and then so like that's like the Kingpin plot. They kind of threw little pieces of some other characters that are going to like you know like Daredevil. <laughs> he's actually a very minor part of this book, but basically he's training with he's training with Electra, and Electra's like, hey, remember when you were Daredevil? Uh, remember when you were like good at this? get it together bro yeah uh learn how to use your powers again get under control so you don't hurt people and that's kind of he's like i have all this power he's like yeah figure it go figure out how to use it dude like yeah you need knowledge baby. so it's she's basically like walking him to the right answer and he finally yeah. figures out like okay i need to like yeah yeah so then there's two other b stories real quick the owl and the <laughs> the woman running the crime family that daredevil current sleeping with her daughter-in-law yeah daredevil's <laughs> current love interest uh who's trying to get out from other issues past they kind of meet up and al is just like you know they're like oh meet in a public place if you know how, how clever of you so i won't do anything and then al is just like his guards just kill all of her men oh, and it's just know, like I, it, you, you skip the part where she's like she's like I know you tried to, uh, you know, you, you attacked my family oh, at the yeah. dinner table and you, you did this and you did this and you can try to deny it. And he's like, no, no, I did that. I definitely. Yeah, and then he turns when his goons like, hey, did I do that? He's like, yeah, you sure did, boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically kills all our goons. He's like in the middle of the library. In the middle of the li- pub- yeah. yeah, they're in the public library. So he kills <laughs> yeah. other goons and he's just like, yeah, I run this town. Let everyone know if you get on board, it'll be a lot easier. So let's let's hurry along. Yeah, basically like the fisk is gone. Uh, the the rules are off the table. I'm going to go after your family if you don't come uh, along with me yeah Yeah. so and then the last character we're catching up is the cop that's trying to catch daredevil from the first arc cole north isn't that cole north yeah Yeah. the one that spider-man was having is like hey calm down cole north we have to sometimes do bad stuff give us a break um (laughs) and you basically see him he gets suspended um he kind of roughs up some kids that like are mistreat like a homeless person they like knock over stuff and they just kind of yell at him treat him like garbage so he kind of helps him out and at the very last scene is Cole North um, looking up at Daredevil and Daredevil's like, hey, you want to get some coffee, bro? <laughs> and that's kind of where the issue That ends. scene with the kids was really cool because um, like yeah. the kids, like basically the kids are just total jerks and they just yeah. like, they, they treat this person like he's garbage and uh, like the homeless person like he's garbage and um, he, he literally like smacks them around. It's like, say you're sorry. Like it puts them in like an arm lock yeah. and he's like, yeah. say you're sorry. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, what are you, some kind of cop? And they're like, no man, cops don't do that kind of crap. And he has this moment of like, Oh, the right thing to do was something that a cop couldn't have done. 
Right. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I think he's that's trying the to thing see that the, si- the heroes yeah. He's learning the thing. Me. Yeah. He's, he's learning there's two yeah, sides Yeah, because like Spider-Man's whole, whole like um, speech to him was like, you need to quit thinking about uh, legal and illegal and start thinking about right and wrong. Yeah, and he's really struggling with that. It's like, oh, crap. Like, I, I could have easily just killed these dudes. Like, I, I have that ability. Yeah. And like, that's when Daredevil shows up and says, hey, you want to get a cup of coffee? Because he's really like, seems to be struggling. With it. Which but I'm, I'm cool. curious how they're going to have a cup of coffee while Daredevil is wearing a ninja mask. <laughs> I would ask some questions if I was a barista. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I mean, it is New York City, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, m- most places have a like, don't come in here if you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Policy. <laughs> you know, I- someone just slips Spider-Man coffee all the time. I mean, for sure. He's but got like a But guy. he's wearing a Spider-Man mask. Yeah, I guess Mar- Marvel guy. Universe New York City, that, that rule is a, probably a But he's a not dressed more... like Daredevil. He's just like a like a dude in a black hoodie and a black ninja mask. Which is like his... So just... like half of New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah. That's just his B costume. It's fine. Like, yeah, that's I guess. Like, that's, I don't know. It's his away uniform. Yeah, it's his away uniform. I feel yeah, like exactly. if you're dressed like Daredevil, you would get a cup of coffee before if you were <laughs> dressed like a mugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just kind of... This book is still great. Uh, I'm really loving this run of Daredevil. Um, Kingpin is probably one of my favorites. This this is not a Kingpin you get often. Yeah. No, uh, Chip Zdarsky does a really good job of like dissecting these characters. And it's like, it's Daredevil out of his element because he can't be Daredevil. And it's Kingpin out of his element because he can't be Kingpin. That seems to be like the, you're, they're trying to not be them, but... They, they keep, don't know how. They keep shining through. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know how. Same thing with Cole North. Like all yeah. these characters are trying to like buck that trend, and they just like can't. Yeah. No. They they are who they are at their core. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I loved it. I like it. Uh, Casey, what do you got for us? All right, buckle in. I got uh, Doom Patrol: Weight of the Worlds, number five. This was so fun. Felt oh, that man. weight <laughs> of all those worlds. Weight of all those worlds. <laughs> um, this one is by the stories by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad, and the art is by Becky Cloonan no, as well. That's weird. Um, you you said your name weird there. <laughs> Because this book was definitely written by you. Uh, I don't care what you tell me right now. It's just your fan fiction. We yeah. found it. So, so yes. The, I'm pretty sure Casey's described Doom Patrol the way this character describes Doom Patrol in this book to me. Like I so, almost so, word for word. So Becky Cloonan is what would happen if I had any kind of talent at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, how often we talk about comic book reflexivity on this show. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so many books that are about comic books yeah. like it's a, it's a character living in a comic who knows they're in a comic well, I, I feel like especially since i mean doom patrol's been doing that since the beginning but well, sure, um, yeah. but every comic book creator that gets their shot at doing the thing that got them into comics wants to write a love letter to comics and right. these and two, grant morrison yeah and grant morrison specifically <laughs> yeah um, right but like these two creators like I, I follow them on social media i'm completely obsessed with with these two um and they're like yeah, they're like, okay, we we knew we had a shot to write Doom Patrol. This might be the only time we write Doom Patrol. Let's make it the one. Like, well, let's make it as, as like Doom Patrol-y as possible. And it did it. it very it's really interesting. It's, I mean, uh, one of the staples of the, the medium of being able to test the the medium's limits is to make a meta book. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. And, and like, it works and so well. Grant Morrison mastered that. So like, yeah, to, to, to like stock and trade. Exactly. Yeah. So to dip your toe into his book and to do that in, yeah. a, in a unique way is really fun, you know? Um, but yeah, even like, so this kid, it starts out with this kid in, in his bedroom. It's like before school and he's reading Doom Patrol. He's reading like the Vertigo omnibus of Doom Patrol that like we sell at my store. I just realized you have I'm a copy it of in my this hand with right you. here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I but, the, oh yeah. For some yeah. reason, the whole, I just read it as a, as a girl, not as a, um, well, their name is Clark. So I, I theoretically, like that's a last name. Maybe. 
I, I thought it was a boy. I thought it was a last name. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a... Well, he does... Um, oh, I thought it was a girl, too. He but... does make a tinkle in this. In oh, this... yeah. He's standing up. So I'm going to say he. Um, yeah. Not... Huh. I mean, not say. that that... Ma- not that it matters um, at all. But yeah. anyway. Um, oh, it's cool. Uh, I'm going to keep saying he. So uh, in his bedroom, uh, it's cool because like the poster behind him is... Um, uh, shade shade the changing girl which becky did all the covers for i have a poster of shade that's even you have this poster no it's oh, different the original original shade no this is it's a pretty a rad bedroom oh, okay. i gotta say it's yeah i mean there's like sandman there's um uh it's a flex mentalo poster there's flex like figure ramones is a flex figure there's a uh, uh becky's like um what's it called gotham academy omnibus on the floor too because she did that book as well so it's like it's, it's already met a very first panel um and then it starts out and this kid is using the volumes of grant morrison doom patrol as a divination tool <laughs> <laughs> so he's like going through and he like explains it to you and he's like uh uh, here's what you'll need one do patrol comic that's it pick a book that speaks to you visualize the question in your mind's eye focus place your hands on the, uh, upon the cover of the book and speak close your eyes and flip to a point boom doom patrol is spoken so basically you ask it it's like a magic eight ball you ask it a question and then it gives you your answer uh i brought the copy with me if you guys want to do a divination ritual <laughs> Go, do it you want to do, do it, it? just right. do it um all right so what do we want to ask I, doom patrol? <laughs> hi 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 hello hello doom patrol um are we ever going to be famous enough to get uh comic-con press passes Ooh. and oh just an explosion i stopped on an explosion yeah <laughs> that well that's mood. not a good sign <laughs> what's, the, what's the text on the page say? uh in that moment in that cata- catastrophic final instant <laughs> all that was had been would be all would be <laughs> so maybe the whole infinity of my being was erased. I'm going to take that as a no. Is that an ask again later? <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, I'm just going to cut this off. Uh, let's just not do this anymore. No, I like that. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So What that means to me is we're going to get Comic-Con passes. We're going to show up and Comic-Con is going to explode. <laughs> Dude, that'd be kind of uh, from awesomeness. I mean, that wouldn't be such a bad way to die. Honestly, yeah, if I'm yeah. gonna go, if I gotta go, that's the place. Yeah, um, we, uh, we would have reached our pinnacle. Yeah. So, so in, in, in any kind of divination <laughs> tool, yourself, the, I've been there multiple times. <laughs> but as a, as in any kind of divination tool, the uh, you know it's a little vague and fun, and you can write your own interpretation, and that's like half the fun of it. But anyway, kind of speaking of that, I was flipping through. I think the gender is intentionally vague. Yeah, probably. they make a point to say, "Oh, my last name's Clark, but I go by." Uh, well, you yeah. well, you and I just assumed it was Casey, so we just well, that's true. <laughs> that's and, then, and then Robot kinda, Man, she, Robot Man, cuts dress her like up. me too. <laughs> Robot Man. Cuts Cuts them off and, time and then only to refers to them as kid. Yeah. So I think it's intentionally vague yeah, or uh, whatever, for kid. that reason. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so uh, as he's reading this book, as a, I, I'm just going to go to they now because now you have me so I, conscious of yeah, it. It might be easier <laughs> to do they. Yeah. Anyway, so as, as they're going through the book, um, they're, they're reading the Gerard Way stuff and they open it up and it's uh, Dorothy who wasn't in any of the Gerard Way stuff. Um, and she's she's talking to them. They're like Vastly Clark, such a circ- circuitous whimsy. Yeah, she's she talk. I was like, something's up. Yeah, and I'm this like, isn't how Dorothy talks. I'm reading the Grant Morrison stuff right now, and this seems really familiar. This seems super familiar. <laughs> so it's going through, and he, he gets or they get sucked into the book, and they're like, oh sweet, this I now I'm in a Doom Patrol comic, and they're like very meta, going through talking, and and Dorothy's like, I need to find Robot Man, and and Robot Man is in Danny Danny. That would have been at home, Danny. At home, Danny. <laughs> at Danny. Lane. I that love been the all perfect the opportunity all- to put them in the Snickers ad. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, no, that the, would have been nice. The Snickers ad got me again. <laughs> yeah, because the art actually, it's really, it was close, and they were just getting sucked into the comic, so yeah, it could have worked. Likewise, this Bengali ad got me a little bit. <laughs> I loved all the Danny call-outs and references and stuff that they did throughout the, um, oh, yeah, and throughout like, this. The Dan- Danny sings, like, uh, it's like Danny and the Stooges. And like, yeah, the, the, ra- Danny, the Danny from- radio station. Yeah, oh, it was God, great. From... Dan on the Street by Danny and the Stooges off their classic album Dan House. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. It was great. God damn, God it. damn, I damn it. it. Oh my God. Get out. <laughs> I, I like Robot Man's Garage. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. That's great. I like that uh, that whole aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, it's I great. liked it. It was cool. Um, but yeah, so so the, the main character finds Robot Man and is just like, Dorothy needs your help. Uh, just kidding. Dorothy is the Scissorman. Bye. Scissorman. Did, <laughs> Scissorman. Did Robot Man talk really weird in this issue? Like, I felt like I had no idea what he was talking about. He was talking, he was talking like a freaking 40s gangster. Cause it, it, it felt like <laughs> Get out of my he way, kid. met like, up it was with, weird. he met up with the kid, but he was talking about something else and hardly paid well, like, any attention. They, the kid like wandered into town. Someone gave him like a heads up like, hey, someone weird is coming to town and she walks in and he's like, hey, robot man. And she's like, <laughs> oh, I right. Think, yeah, I think yeah. I figured yeah. out who's weird in town. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get attacked by the, the yeah, scissorman. It's, it's very much in, in that Doom Patrol way. We we jump into the story while it's already happening. So yeah. robot man knows the story is about to happen. Exactly. And then it does. And then she's doing the same thing. She's like, oh, I've read this issue so I know it's going to happen so I can stay ahead of everything. That's my superpower. So yeah. it's super meta in that way. For yeah. sure. Very Gwenpool in that way. Also, yeah. the thing that bothered me, my least favorite thing was there was like, oh, I'm going to get these comics graded. Well, they're unbagged in a messenger bag. <laughs> and she's just like flapping them around. It was like, it was like this one signed. It was like, yeah, in your awful carrying mechanism. As I look around my office right now at the way I keep my comics. I mean, yeah, you're uh, also uh, not going to get them CGC. Yeah. I mean, I might. Well, I mean, also, <laughs> good luck. If you're if you're using them for a divination ritual, then you wouldn't want to get them graded because yeah, yeah. that's true. That part <laughs> felt so weird to me. I mean, I, it's a cool little. It's like let's just talk about comics for but, but a, like, another like minute. The, you know that's, what I mean? That's how I was at that age. Like, I, yeah, I was really precious about my books and in, in a way that I also yeah, like, wasn't. don't breathe on them wrong. But but like yeah, but like, I was like I yeah, I'm de- gonna get these graded I someday. Can yeah, there was a, I can destroy them, but you can't touch them. Right. Yeah, yeah I know like, this customer who used to pick up books lay out all the different copies like and then get the best condition of each one and then when they were all in a bag he'd just grab it and crumple it it's like <laughs> all right nice that doesn't make <laughs> it's like weird. the guy in clerks trying to find the best uh dozen eggs <laughs> yeah and then he no. just smashes them all <laughs> into the Dude, window that is a thing <laughs> i used to work in a grocery store They'll do the dozen eggs and they will find the milk with the law lo- the expiration date that's the, the farthest maids. out they will were they were they guidance counselors dude i don't know because i would used to work in dairy and they would scream at me through the milk shelf thing like hey you got any things that don't expire i'm like dude what is going it's just just grab some milk man milk man it's not that big a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. have you tried maybe soy milk or almond milk it usually lasts a lot, a lot maybe, longer maybe maybe buy don't buy a gallon <laughs> There's a crazy idea. If you're worried about expiring, maybe buy less milk. Go get milk. a cow. Yeah, like it's crazy. <laughs> get a cow. Yeah, just get a cow. Just get a bonkers, cow. man. People are so weird about milk and eggs specifically. It's uh, very strange. It was a fun tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... Much um, like this book. It was a fun tangent. Yeah. All no, over oh, the place. Absolutely. I, there's one part. So so basically, Dorothy turns into the scissorman. Um, <laughs> I'm only going to call them scissorman. That's how I read it Scissor- every scissorman. time. But like as they're fighting, uh, like Robot Man is like like you know punching the Scissorman, and then uh, Clark picks up an issue of Doom Patrol, and it says, uh, 
it's it's Dan Patrol actually. It's not yeah, Doom it's Patrol. a message from Dan. <laughs> uh, and it says, "Pick it up and hit the bastard." And it's like, "You got yeah. it, Danny, but you don't got to cuss." Also, and then like for the people listening a- who aren't familiar with Doom Patrol, Danny is the sentient street that they're all on. The sentient uh, non-binary. Sorry, the sentient non-binary <laughs> street, street that <laughs> they live on and can interact with the world through like the fridges and comics and stuff and give the message and the radio station. So yeah, sorry. I forgot were, to mention that. That's well, a we, big we've deal. mentioned that in previous episodes. <laughs> Have we? I don't Dude, know. It's, I love Danny. It's, it blows my mind every time. Um, it's a lot of fun. Danny it's is fun. so much fun. I love him, but, um, them, but, um, yeah. So, so like, so the Clark picks up the brick out of the comic and yeah. like smashes the scissorman with it. And, uh, and then like, it's just rock beats scissors. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole issue. <laughs> And then, and then, like, Robot Man uses the scissors to cut reality, and it's like, all right, here's your portal. Because that's where his in. hand went. Because oh, the yeah, scissor yeah, man cut off his hand, and yeah. it fell into her so, uh, like, their bedroom. So, like, okay, yeah. kid, go grab my hand. And they're like, no, I don't want to leave. I'll, like, get stuck out of the comic. And then, yeah. and then and it turns out Robot Man was definitely doing that intentionally to send them back to their home world. Yep. Um, but then uh, the end of the issue is really cool because they're like they're like so bummed they're like oh I'm back in the real world and I gotta go to school like I was just hanging out in Dannyland and now I gotta go to school <laughs> Dannyland <laughs> and uh and they, they pick up the comic again to they do the ritual. Like, they try to flip okay, through and do the ritual okay, again. Okay, Doom Patrol, how's the day going to go? And it just says, go to the window, Clark. And it's a, welcome home, Clark. And Danny Land is outside. This is like, it's like a Disneyland yeah. <laughs> version of Danny Land. Uh, I also like that uh, Robot Man finds out that he bought the wrong size screw. Yeah. <laughs> For his own hand, yeah. I I like Robot Man's whole aesthetic. Like oh, I I want to be this, cool. I want to be this guy for Halloween next oh, year. Oh God, that'd be so good. Um, have you watched the TV show? No. Once you watch the TV show, you can't unhear his voice as Brendan Fraser. Like I just went. Oh, he's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that makes it's, perfect. It's Brendan sense. Fraser's like perfect that comeback makes, role. That makes oh, oh my yes. god, everyone needs to watch the show. I just um so so my boyfriend doesn't really care about comics, but I made him watch the TV show and he loved it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, here's the Grant Morrison run. Buckle in, Bucko. And he, he started reading that like a Dude, couple days ago. That, and, I'm uh, almost done the Morrison run right now. <laughs> good yeah but like yeah. reading but, this is maybe you want to go and, and check it out it's oh really my good God. It's, it's, here it's, yeah, i'll put I'm it, holding I'll put it, it right yeah now. i was gonna say i'll put it right on that he-man omnibus you can oh, read by it. the way that he-man omnibus i read the whole thing did oh, you actually no are <laughs> yeah, you I kidding <laughs> he just put more stuff on that was top the of it. happiest i've been all day and he just <laughs> took it away <laughs> i was thinking about that all week i was like i'm gonna tell rj i read it and then immediately say no i didn't <laughs> that's pretty i did start though that's... it is good but oh, it's okay. gonna take me a year to get through. it starts it looks... with sir laser lot <laughs> it looks like it's about to break that stool it's on like I it know, looks right? like it's really doing some damage over there <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah doom patrol is fantastic it's so f- that, this uh, long story is so short fun. i'm obsessed with becky clunan and and michael conrad there i've actually met them they're incredibly nice people and uh i want to meet them again and have them sign this issue <laughs> so Th- this issue so was good. Cool. Uh, this was a lot of fun yeah it's it's such a good one shot such a good love letter to grant morrison and to doom patrol in general it's it has like everything i love about comics in yeah. it like yeah it was a fun book like yeah. the, this this had kind of almost an all red feel oh totally to it. Yeah. like it, it was it had, i mean her art is very similar in that same way with those like really thick lines yeah it, clean colors but it had like just enough whimsy just enough like uh it's just cool. Yeah. It's oh, got it's that so kind cool. of cool vibe. Yeah. To oh, it. Yeah. Dude, dude you got to read Doom Patrol. Yeah. Dude. Like old, old Doom Patrol. Oh, man. Go, yeah. Buckle in is the only thing I can say about <laughs> that. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. It is like half the characters are just ideas. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. That's... Like the one is like the idea of the thing that makes you like late for the bus when you're having a like already having a bad day. Like that's a character. The main character it's, in the Gerard Way crazy. run is just a comic book character that never came to be. And her name is Casey. That makes more sense than what I just said. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, it's nuts, man. Uh, All right, RJ, what do you got for us? I've got Wonder Twins, number yeah. nine, by Mark Russell and Stephen Byrne. Is this coming out every week? <laughs> no, we just talk about a Mark Russell book every single week. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just what it is. every time I talk, every book sounds the same. <laughs> no, but I, just, I feel like we just talked about Wonder Twins. He talked about the last issue, I think, yeah. when it came out. Yeah, oh, God. So life, was three ago. weeks life ago. Is, life yeah. is a blur anymore, <laughs> man. Uh, so this issue, Zan and Jaina are getting ready to do their job because they're the tour guides of the Hall of Justice, and <laughs> they go outside. And Batman's like, "All right, get in." So he's in the Batwing, and they're <laughs> like, "Get what in, loser." <laughs> it's so great. It's like a Bat Uber. <laughs> uh, I I, lo- I love this little like he's just like, whoa, like. You're, you're really taking a, uh, the Hall of Justice tours are taking these these tours really seriously. Tours canceled. Superman needs backup. Where's Superman's backup? No, you're mine. I'm Superman's backup. <laughs> He's like, I'm Superman's backup, and then you're mine. <laughs> and then it cuts to Superman, and he's at these guys with guns, and they're like, Superman, you don't understand. These refugees are in our country illegally. And he's like, so am I. Oh, man. Yeah. No, this, this issue was like a really subtle, like not subtle, but like not heavy-handed anti-xenophobia thing so it's a mark russell comic yeah but i mean yes it's a mark russell comic but like i i haven't really been reading this book and i just i love that he can just take a such a heavy topic and it's just like yeah just just issue nine just throw it in there like it's it's of the wonder twins most people take an entire story arc to cover something this heavy and he's just like ah, passing side story i also like that the best superman being written in dc right now is in wonder twins yep 100 <laughs> percent. i don't know superman and jimmy olsen's been a riot he's great That's but he's not good. in he's not much. this one is like yeah. this is, is yeah. an active character i just wanted to call out bendis and snyder <laughs> <laughs> hot take want to make all the enemies we can it's just funny to see character like him write so well for characters that just are tangential to the book and it's a wonder twins it still blows my mind that it's a wonder twins comic <laughs> <laughs> uh so batman and Superman are fighting these guys and uh they use xan to like f- uh become a tidal wave and then Superman uses his ice breath to freeze him, and then they like lock him in place. Also, kudos for remembering that he has ice breath. Uh, so that's yeah. <laughs> I always like the Bizarro has heat breath. <laughs> Is that just breath? <laughs> but like really hot. He, he's, yeah. yeah, but he so, like mouth breathes. Like not, he's at a convention. It's not fire though. <laughs> Jeez, savage. So it's not fire breath. It's heat breath. Well, it's fire breath. Oh. yeah. Well, it's, he's just the opposite. Yeah. He's the worst. I understand. They can't hear he your eye rolling. I know. It hurt my head, actually. <laughs> Sean's permanent reaction to me is eye rolling. You're going to need an optometrist pretty soon. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to go back. And then, so, well, Zan is a tidal wave. Jaina becomes a, a pterodactyl sure. and takes all the refugees <laughs> as, as one does. Carries them away. Yeah, and then they all... So the mission's accomplished. They all pile into the Batwing and Superman's there uh, outside and Batman's like, still on for a movie tonight? And they're like, <laughs> he's like, yep. Uh, and then what's the movie that they're going to... 
uh, gun, gun cop. cop. Gun cop at 730. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd and watch I just, that. I love the idea of the, like, Batman and Superman and then probably more of the Hall of Justice sitting around watching a terrible B-movie. I also, I love that, that, like, it's just such their day job. They're like, hey, man, what's up? Uh, we're just uh, going to yeah. do this job real quick. We're going to save all these refugees and, uh, yeah, and back to regular world. You know what I mean? Like, back to their, like, going to see a movie tonight. Yep. They, like, they have a time that they're off. They, like, they can make it to the 730 show because like their job well, ends yeah <laughs> he can fly well yeah he won't get stuck in traffic he can leave at 729 i mean all comic books have this like you know vengeance never sleeps kind of attitude and it's like no they like no we're off at, at six <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> stop if anything happens between six and eight tomorrow morning you guys are screwed <laughs> you can leave a voicemail no, uh, flash that, has the emergency beeper that's nightwing's time <laughs> yeah there you go yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's the second shift they just roll in the b crew for third shift <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> eventually gets to like the fifth robin Starro is just there and taking them down <laughs> the fifth robin star oh forgot anyway, about him for a Wonder second Twins. uh Continue. so they get back home and uh what Jaina's friend from last issue who is staying in their place, Polymath, uh, who's mad at her because her dad uh, disappeared and Polymath became a criminal for like a second. Um, yeah, so, she's on the lam because she is a criminal still right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we get a bit of backstory about um, Polymath's father who created this computer system to solve the world's problems, but it was in 1988. <laughs> so it was a terrible computer and it had just information from 1988 and below. So it started trying to cure like viruses by murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on like a floppy disk. So it, yeah. just, it didn't have enough like space to like gain intelligence. It didn't have empathy or anything. <laughs> so it just was kind of evil. So he shelved it. Um, and then, uh, so she's like, and that's why I created this. It fixes the, uh, she's like, I created, I was at the school cause, uh, she broke into the, the, uh, graduation or the, whatever it was, the Ceremo school ceremony of some kind, right? No. Cause it was the casino party. Oh, it was oh, the yeah, reunion. Oh yeah. Yeah. The reunion. Uh, yeah, the reunion. yeah. That's right. So, uh, they asked polymath why she was at the reunion and she was like, I was breaking in to steal this because she fixed her dad's program. Still on um, the floppy disk though, which yeah. I really like. It's <laughs> uh, like, and then she's like, you know, my dad, my dad, or I fixed this to help my dad before he disappeared. At, uh, and then Jaina's like, I uh, told you I had a plan to get your dad back. And, so this launches into oh this Jaina, big, this reveal is crazy yeah uh, it launches in the Jaina and Zan's reason why they're on Earth because we didn't really we I guess the pretend reason was that they uh her, their dad just wanted to like ship them off to the Hall of Justice yeah but uh so we learned that their great grand like great, great no, grandfather just their grandfather just oh their grandfather yeah yeah okay yeah their dad's dad yeah he was. Just he was like the ruler of Exor, mm -hmm. and he was a really big bigot. He was a he was Hitler. <laughs> yeah, he was just banishing he's, like hundreds of thousands of people to the Phantom Zone. He's like, you're not good enough for the race, so we're gonna banish you to the Phantom Zone. Yeah, Whoa. and there's this memorial, not memorial, like uh, I Me guess it's like a museum exhibit. Yeah, exhibit of him. And there's a picture of his face and then a description exactly what he did of like banished 400,000 people to the, the Phantom 
zone, but it's like this really long paragraph and it blatantly tells you. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Oh, man. It, yeah, because they're like, we never really learned about our grandfather. Our dad never talked about him very much. We never really knew why. And then, like, the dad finally tells them. They're like, oh, our grandpa's Hitler. And they, they were saying <laughs> oh. that, like, well, there wasn't, like, extreme. That's a hard pill to swallow. There wasn't a lot of people that were bothering them. There were still, like, looks and yeah, stuff. They, yeah, no, so, no one blamed them, but they would get stares. Yeah. They were so never really trusted. Their dad figured it would be better just to send them. So they're here now. Yeah. But that means that... So she explained to Polymath that she's pretty sure that her dad is in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. And how to get him back, uh, potentially. Yeah, they need a need one of those thingies. Um, but, like, so because of that, like, there's this... She, like, she basically unburdens herself to Superman, which I really... That that part is so good, um, like, at the end here. And, it's, and basically, she's talking about, like, how do we make up for like the mistakes of our ancestors like how do we make it okay because like you know they 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 did such terrible things and superman just has this like incredible optimistic like you like you can't change the past all you can all we do in our lives is to try and make it better yeah you know? we, and he's like we we have to uh leave some of the past behind but then build on top of the the good parts yeah yeah rather rather than uh he says that Sometimes it's easier to see the world as the epilogue uh, to the mistakes of our ancestors rather than the prologue to our resilience. Yeah. So, we're all born to make disasters not of our own making, but that doesn't mean that we're doomed and does, uh, does not absolve the, us from creating something better. So, like, you have to work to, like, make up for all the shitty things that your <laughs> shitty grandparents did. It's a, it's a great Superman <laughs> moment. It's a great yeah. Superman speech. It is. It's such a good, like, it's just, like, really uplifting and, like... like also, while he's giving the speech, Flash is waiting for the microwave. And it's, like, one of my favorite <laughs> one-panel gags. He's, like, it's taking forever. And he's just there. Yeah, that the must side. be, like, an eternity. Yeah, he's so hungry. And the, the, so the last thing, Was well... Popcorn for the movie, uh, right? <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm assuming the Hall of Justice has a movie theater, I would assume. I was going to say, don't bring your own microwave popcorn to the movie theater. Yeah, no, I think, I'm just assuming they're watching in the Hall of Justice. Well, they, the, the funny part is that, like... Mad. Uh, yeah, no, that makes I me I think mad. it was a burrito, because, like, the, one of the gags is that Jaina is like, Superman, I really bummed out because my grandfather was Hitler, and she goes into this, like, whole speech, and then he's like... I just came in here to microwave my burrito. <laughs> but then he just like unfurls this like really optimistic. Just yeah. heat vision? So <laughs> I probably doesn't cook evenly. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You end up with like a hot pocket at that so the, point where the it's last like part, hot. And one. Yeah. <laughs> so the last part, well, the speech is happening. It's also interwoven with uh, going to the jail with the scrambler who uh, still wants to enact his plan of scrambling everyone's bodies on planet Earth. And the way that him and Polymath were going to do that was through an email. So he's finally gotten access in jail to go to a computer. So he's like, I can just do it from here. So he's about to do it. And then he realizes, he's like, the computer's not working. And then it flashes to a couple buying the, the modem or... <laughs> Yeah, no, the uh, the, the server. The <laughs> server from a from a state sale oh, at wow. the at the prison. <laughs> but and good. then they plug it in and it's Polymath's dad's uh AI that was evil. So clearly something's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the AI is back. A perfectly the good server for fifty bucks. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> 
<laughs> that server sucks. I mean, it's from, yeah, 19, no, I it's mean, from 1988. Yeah, so buy, like, buying a modem or a server at well, an estate sale, what are you going to do with that? No, they're like, oh, look at how cute it is. Like, they're di- they're buying it out of, like, novelty. Oh. Not oh, out of... They're, like, it. collecting old tech. Yeah. It's oh like the God, way I buy cute. records at I also sales. <laughs> think it's funny that it's like, I'm going to send this email that is going to scramble everyone's yeah, body click, in the universe. Click, but, click, 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 click. And but it's instead, like, ah! no, I'm going to... It's like, but instead... The server went away, and but it's actually now this evil AI. <laughs> yeah, so how script. many ridiculous so, things? So ridiculous. Call support. <laughs> yes, uh, my evil AI was stolen. <laughs> it seems to not be working. My evil yeah. AI from 1988. I plugged in the server, and it appears to be evil. <laughs> Right. I don't know. This book is so good. It, it really is. I'm going to be so sad when it's over. It's only it, it's got... It's a 12 issue. Yeah, it's 12 right? issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... We still got a couple. Three more. A lot of stuff could happen in three more Plus, issues. Plus, Mark Russell is going to keep writing everything. Hopefully, so. he writes Superman. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> or just... That'd be, a, that'd be a fun Superman. Yeah, it yeah. would. Just a whole book of Flash just cooking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being sad that things are over, uh, my top pick this week is Berserker Unbound, number four. Or Happy It's Over. By Aww. Jeff Lemire Mike, and Mike did. <laughs> Diodato well, Jr. Happy for the yeah, I, I know what RJ was going. It's with a good for. little bittersweet. It's yeah, nice. but I like, I, like I, I wanted this to go on a lot longer. Dude, the art for the action. Was oh yeah, so that's good. what Diodato does. Nuts. Does like yeah. bloody. That's like I had to say that right. Like it was, I was like this. This book's awesome. Yeah. I had so well, much fun. the very with first that. issue was just blood and guts yeah. and like yeah. he just yeah, cool yeah stuff like in like here. I felt like there was there was like two issues of waiting to get here and then yeah. it's like we got there and now it's over. I yeah that's that if this was eight I feel like this could have been like one of those really really be good series. Perfectly honest, it didn't knock me out of the park. I was like it was just so underwhelming with how short it was yeah it did just kind of end yeah. i'd I read mean, birthright as far if you want something like oh that. true or like uh green valley was also really good kind of similar green vibe. valley is the opposite though yes but it's but like similar vibe in that sense of but like, birthright is the exact is it same scenario oh i never read birthright except <laughs> the, the once well, i mean it's longer so <laughs> yeah, it's longer. green valley was more like not white, gonna get it was more like white trees Oh, okay. It's closer to that. Yeah, you're right. For sure. Um, yeah. Still good. But no, but I mean, like, for as far as Jeff Lemire things go, he can do no wrong in my eyes. And this is not my favorite of his stuff, but it is really fun and really cute and sweet and like also heartbreaking because everything he does has to be heartbreaking, at least to some degree. These um, are quick books. Yeah. It's very like, quick. Um, uh, uh, p- people often complain about books like this where it's like, you know, well, it's four dollars and it took me two and a half minutes to read. But. You get a lot. Oh, I don't. Out. You no, get you get a lot out, out of it. it. And also, I think this will. This is going to be a really good trade paperback. Like yes. this. This is like a fantastic. Just sit one sitting, nice read. You know, like yeah. with a fulfilling ending. You yeah. Know? Yeah. For sure. Um, but anyway, how the book go? So, <laughs> so we're at the 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 homeless guys camp, and the wizard shows up through this portal, and he's like, "Bring me the head of Berserker," and. Of course, the the homeless guy still can't figure out a way to shut he up, can't shut up. <laughs> while they're hiding in the bushes. <laughs> but uh, Berserker just wastes no time; just starts cutting dudes in half. Just straight snow- solid snake his way through the forest, <laughs> killing people. Yeah, just so good, ripping through these guys. But uh, so this this wizard's like trying to summon this this mist, this holy mist. Oh, dude! 
Yeah, I, I, there's even more world building in this, which I think is really cool. Yeah, like he talks about how he, you know, there's like there's two two people in this realm. There's the people of the mist and the people that aren't. And like and he's the aren't. Yeah, he's the aren't. Plus, yeah. there's sigils for like ten other worlds. Dude, I, yes. right. I feel like this is just a, the taste of this. I feel like they're. I, They've there's got enough it. There's to go back to, more to this. Yeah. There's going to be more than one wizard. I mean, there's <laughs> plenty of other good fantasy series to read, so that's true, too. <laughs> yeah, but I want more of this one. I want one. this one. Yeah, but, but yeah, like he, he kind of explains how he was the mongrel king and how his, that came to be. Yeah. His, his wife was his kind of reluctant queen and all this, but now they're all dead. And all he has left is this vengeance. And he and he gets it. He, He's just like yes. ripping He-Man's oh, in half. Yeah. Dude, there was a awesome. really good line where it's... um. Uh, so like uh, the people of the mist, like they, they, they had tasted the mist. Um, and then he says, he says, uh, all we tasted was their scraps and their whips. At a young age, I decided I would taste something else, their blood. And it's just him <laughs> just like whipping through like 15 <sighs> dudes with a battle axe. <laughs> <So good. laughs> but then, uh, then he gets to the wizard and the wizard has the homeless guy with a knife to his throat. And the homeless guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I tried to stay quiet. It's like, did you though? <laughs> I don't think he did. I don't like, think he did, did. Did you even try to stay quiet? Nope. Not for a single second. Uh, I thought that was the best. <laughs> but uh, so the, the wizard uh, tries some of his magic on the homeless guy only to find out his magic doesn't work on people in this realm. Yeah. So yeah. then the homeless guy just grabs a knife and just sticks it in his neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's like, you're the Mongol king now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Berserker is like, you, you won. It's like, you now. Uh, my king. <laughs> <laughs> so he points to the, the portal and we still kind of have this tower of Babel thing where they're kind of not speaking each other's language, but they kind of get the gist of what each other is saying. I love that they still call each other buddy. Yeah, like the only common word they have is buddy. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, Mongol King kind of explains, look, I got to I gotta go before this thing closes. And then the homeless guy is kind of like, dude, take me with you. Yeah, I don't, you I don't have anything You can't in this leave world. me here. They kind of give each other the nod. Yeah. That's yeah. actually probably my favorite part. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so Great. good. Yeah. So he takes it with him. Yeah. yeah, and they 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 end up in this in this cave. There's all of these other glowing sigils. Too, one's Marvel, and one's DC, and <laughs> <laughs> one's one's the last god that we talked about in the yes. last episode. <laughs> one of them's die. <laughs> one of them's just the Muppet universe. It's weird. Pac Man. <laughs> There's a whole cowboy world. This, this, like, oh, it's cows and Moo Mesa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it's intentional, but the one that they go into actually looks like the Berserker, like from uh, like Berserker, like the manga. It looks oh, like Berserk. Yeah, Berserk. It looks like that's that sigil. Oh, the sacrifice. Yeah, like the, the, like, the thing that's on his forehead. Yeah. Anyway, but, but so they they find that like just everyone in this world is basically dead. Well, he knew that he well, he, yeah, he, he had left. Yeah, and he had, well, I mean, the homeless guy finally is oh, seeing yeah. it for yeah, his own yeah. eyes. He finally, yeah. So they they build this like big funeral effigy. They Spe- kind of specifically for his wife and daughter, right? Because he, he yep. comes back and that's like the first thing they see. It's so like, there th- they are. They they cremate his wife and daughter, and then the homeless guy throws his photo of his wife and kid into the fire. Mm-hmm. So nice they moment. kind of both have this moment of yep the grief and like they've, letting they've, go. They've moved on. They've figured the out a coping. way coping. Yeah, to get to go to move move past it, and then they literally ride off. So I thought this sunset. was a really nice touch. The whole time the mongrel. Uh, 
Mongo King is talking back and forth, there's the par- there's the parentheses around his speech, like he's speaking another language. Yeah. And then the last two pages, that's they're, gone. Yeah, they're, and they're actually yeah. communicating. And they're they're actually communicating. So to each other. for yeah. some reason, either they something happened, they maybe just so understand each other. Or it's got to be the land. I think. I think maybe it's the, the realm. I think yeah. the realm. I thought that was really cool. Like, they could them. Yeah. yeah. And like the last page was great. Yeah. I love this thing. Yeah, riding off into the sunset. Who doesn't like an ending? Come like on, that? buddy. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> two buddies riding just, off just, into yeah. the sunset. Just two buddies. Just it's just two buddies. He, it's just, the the homeless guy got into the fantasy realm, and all I could think about was Dark Tower because he had that <laughs> he had that uh, dark jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I feel like they have a, they definitely have an opportunity to go back to this world. Yeah, there's there's sure. room to grow. They could like maybe I don't know if they actually are going to, but. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Lemire is the hardest working person in comics, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if that he's got like seven storylines lined Jonathan up. Jonathan Hickman might have something to say about that. Now, coming <laughs> from Dark Horse, Berserker, bound. <laughs> he's, he's bound now. It's just him chained it's just, up in BDSM that's, here. Yeah, that's an X-rated comic. <laughs> oh my God. Of course you would take it there. Buddy, wink. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize that's, that's what, you're that's going what I'm here that. for. You're welcome. Yep. Jeez, oh man. Case, Casey and I we can't keep our minds out of the gutter. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> uh, all right, Sean. What else you got? What else do I got? Um, I have what? Space what? Bandits, um, number five. Yes, number five. Are they stealing space or are they stealing (laughs) stuff in space? Uh, Stuff in space, RJ. Uh, Thank uh, you for asking. (laughs) Could you confuse me? This one's by Mark Millar and Mateus Galera. This is the final issue of this series. Um, Two scorned women just legit just killing all the men that wronged them because they are huge pieces of crap. Yeah, we haven't talked about this book at all yet, have we? No, we talked about it a little bit. Did we? Yeah, I think we might have skipped an issue or two. It's ringing bells. Yeah. So... They're kind of setting up for like one last heist. So they met up with, so there's the one woman who was doing heist with her boyfriend that their deal was basically she was wanted. They get captured. He breaks her out. He, he turns he her and gets to be the a money. Hunter. Yeah. yeah. He turns her and gets the money and then breaks her out of prison. And then one day he just didn't. So she was in prison. And then the other woman put a crew together uh, and they all turned on him. So now they go to this planet and they find the boyfriend and the one last, <laughs> they find the boyfriend and they figure out they're going to rob this queen. And then you find out that he is actually working with the last bandit that wronged the other woman. Because um, she already killed all the rest of them, right? Yeah, because everyone else is dead. The other four, the other four <laughs> issues were them tracking down as yeah. many people that have wronged them as possible and just murdering them. Correct. So yeah. this queen that they're trying to rob is bad news. She, They're having a feast and they just dump a bunch of like guts and stuff on it so like she's she's no joke i think at one point um the guy is like she's she's effing terrifying dude like this woman's scary like this is a scary person um she's like she's like space bathory yeah it's like it's crazy so they're kind of working through this heist so you find out that the 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 guys are they're they're definitely going to screw the women over but the women don't know because he's like oh yeah she loves me i can do whatever i want Mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. true right now uh, mm-hmm. right now right now <laughs> but the one the one who's not the boyfriend is like something's up with this like she's like a little wary so she's like all right so they play in this heist and they figure out it's like all right here's our escape route we're doing all this thing and then the plan is to like trank the this queen and then she they does it plan doesn't go like a horrible land she wakes up and then just like the whole palace just starts going like send the alarms and the queen wakes up. It's like you, 
you tranked me. He's like, don't move or I'll kill you. It's like, it's like everything just goes to complete mayhem. <laughs> um, as bad heists do. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You kind of find out that this woman has like telepathic powers and stuff, but like... <laughs> that no one clearly knew about. And then somehow like the spaceship crashes in with the women. They like rescue the dude and they go off to this other planet. So part of the deal of the heist was the woman that... <laughs> There's just so many little lines in this that were great. Um, <laughs> I'll just get through the main story. We can kind of talk about it. But like part of the heist was the woman who she planned is like, I'm going to pick the planet like there are like back or evacuation planet. That was like one of her like uh, requirements. So they get to this planet. Um, the guy and the girl, the boyfriend are like, oh, we made it. I love you so much, baby. And then this, this <laughs> dude, it's yeah. And it's just playing him so hard. And he has a, glorious mustache by the way RJ. oh and mullet and mullet so he yeah. is because it's 80s in space he's looking dope <laughs> um <laughs> so then the other bandit shows up it's like gotcha uh we're screwing you guys over and like no and of course and then um the what the other woman was basically like hey there's a reason why i picked this planet and if we'll flash back key tidbit this is <laughs> oh the, yeah we forgot to mention this is the woman i think we talked about it but she her race um has a telepathic link with a very specific lizard from this planet they, they could speak <laughs> telepathically so in the prison it's from the first issue yeah. she had a lizard with she had her. a little baby lizard on her shoulders yeah. like a little like gecko that yeah. was just like she would talk to and it would go like run and do yeah stuff it's like her buddy her. but they could yeah. speak telepathically yeah. so they're on this planet and she's like there's a reason why i picked this planet cut to giant lizards eating all like of these dudes dragon <laughs> dragon like size huge lizard. and just like and then eats everyone except for um the, the the two the main guys that were left and this guy's like i'm the quickest draw in the west you can't kill me without any weapons and she's like she's right you're right and then just a lizard just eats his head <laughs> dead <laughs> like gotcha <laughs> and then so and then they deal with the other guy the boyfriend is like i'm gonna kick you face it's like face of the crotch she's like well i'm he's like i make all my money with the face and just bam balls it is <laughs> <laughs> um so she reunites with their lizard that she was in prison but then they kind of go through so they get all this money from this huge heist because they basically robbed like the most the wealthiest person in like the universe so they got a ton of money. So the heist was successful in the in the way that they got quote money. Quote unquote successful, yeah. This kind of this is reads like a tank girl book. It's it's bonkers. It's yeah. all, it's really fun though. It's I liked it a lot. So like along the way, they had to like they kind of wronged some people, like they kind of screwed some people over. Some people helped them out. Um and like so like there was one guy from a ship that was like a tele like a telepath that kind of like shielded them so they can get to where they needed to go. So through all their money with all the money they got, they went back and um paid them back so all the people that they hurt they paid their sick pay they gave this guy who helped them a gift um like some families uh they they gave him like an all expenses paid trip but then like the, they didn't kill the boyfriend they gave her back to the queen who eats people <laughs> so the last scene oh. is him on a bed and her with a knife and fork <laughs> And then basically now they're just yeah they're just sitting on a beach drinking, just riding off into the sunset. Just riding off, just riding <laughs> off into the sunset, just talking about like wait, there's sunsets in space. 
Uh, yeah, I they're mean, on an island. They're on a, yeah, they're, they're on a tropical yeah. getaway planet. Um, so, and they get to the point like, so they're on the beach, and she tells the lizard to go make them a drink, and the lizard is making a is their bartender, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, this is just Tank Girl in space. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, great. yeah, let's down these drinks to go find some boys. This money isn't going to spend itself. And then the last two pages, which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, Casey. I don't know if you. I didn't get a chance to read this yet. So it goes back and it's like, okay, one more time. All right, what's the news? We got to find these criminals. Like, what did they do? And it cuts to Sharky, the bounty hunter, which is Mark Millar's other space book that's Ah. out right now. Oh, wow. So it's a crossover between these two series, which I'm like, which that dude is just Lemmy Kilmeister. He is awesome. Look at him. Look, that's Lemmy Kilmeister as, a, as yeah. an alien. Uh, now Sean knows how I feel when I read <laughs> comics. Yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> I, I was I'm reading Sharky as well, and that's a pretty fun. It's a very very similar vibe. Oh yeah, he's okay. like Lobo, but like cool. Yeah, yeah, like not actually. Not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just a bounty hunter. Which Lobo just wishes he was Lemmy yeah, Kilmeister. No, he's, yeah. he's as cool as Lobo wishes he was. Yeah, no, <laughs> this guy, th- like I said, he's Lemmy Kilmeister. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I thought this. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Sharky was fun. The, f- the fact that they're going to have oh, a Sharky makes... crossover with Space Man. Yeah. That could be no, a I'm really behind cool on Sharky. Book. That makes me want to go back and read Sharky. That's great. And there must be one more book that maybe like leads into this then, because I I've, I'm caught up and it didn't get there yet. No, I'm pr- I'm sure there's going to be a volume of. I think there'll just be a volume. Space Bandits volume two. two yeah, with, I think uh, that's so. Also a Sharky. Um, yeah, that's a cool book too. He's just like the reluctant. He's a he's just a bounty hunter and he just like gets a kid companion that's a pilot. It's just a, a bizarre. Yeah, it's thing. like it's like a funny comedy, like <laughs> yeah. fun little. But yeah, he's just like this kid. old <laughs> cowboy kind of guy that's just like a really good tracker. But <laughs> Spaceman, it's fun. It's just a don't don't piss off. Treat your women right, man, or they will kill you. Like Wait, th- this was this I was mean, the moral of right a book anyway. from a couple weeks ago too. Yeah, just, Yosaki Yojimba. Yeah, just treat your lady right. Yeah, man. that's it's all there is to it. Don't be a douche. Yeah. Man. Um, so that's the moral of every book. You just gotta look very closely. Yeah. yeah. No, so, it's in there. <laughs> I was never a huge Malar fan with like trying to read his book as they come out. I think the the miniseries suits him very, very well. Oh, he knows it. And I, I feel like um, his whole method nowadays is just um, to to pitch, using comics to pitch them as property rights for Netflix. Because Netflix agree. owns all of his, his stuff. <laughs> it, um, there's a huge, giant Netflix. Yeah, yeah, Netflix, Netflix owns page. all of his books. Um, but like they definitely read like that, especially since they're miniseries. They're just kind of like a, like an elevator pitch of a, of a TV show. I still want an Empress series. Yeah, and Empress, Empress, and um, uh, Magic, Magic Order. Order. I'd, I'd watch the hell has, out of those shows. He has good stories to tell, but I think if you got, he can't. He never finishes them. Exactly. So if you give him six issues, he's gonna give you a good story. Yep. I think. They're also, I I feel like Mark Millar is completely dependent on what artist is paired with them. Where Maybe, like yeah. Magic Order, I friggin' loved because it's Olivier Coipel and he's one of my favorite artists. This one I love because Mateo Scalera is incredible. Sharky kind of lost me because I wasn't really into the art. Yeah, it's. It's um, close to this, but not not, not as good. Not as good. Yeah, I think, because Mateo Scalera. Like, yeah, like yeah. I feel like the art really like punches up, and he's such he's such a big name. He can get really big artists. For so, sure. Yeah, it's always it's always nice when it's like a really good. And it's also like not that. a long issue commitment. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important. Like, if, yeah, like I said, give him five six issues. He's gonna give you something that's fun, good. Like Magic Order was crazy for six issues. There was so much happened. Like, loved it. But yeah, so mm-hmm. loving the format with Mark Millar. This is a fun book definitely a great trade read yeah because you'll just sure. get all this at once you'll how many get, issues five. It's five. Oh wow and you yeah. get yeah you get guns telepathic space lizards um 
just space space yeah it's 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 interesting i'm kind of i'm kind of on 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 the fence with the whole pitching a tv show through comics (laughs) because it's like it's like write write a comic because you want to write a comic i think he does but i feel like it's similar to the four issue dark horse series that we're talking about yeah yeah netflix owns them but like i feel like that's his format he no. writes yeah. them in his Scrooge McDuck pool of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because none, none, none that I'm aware of have been a TV show yet. Not yet. So it's, I they mean, all they of almost them have don't have to be. You know, well, they're like, all option because they own the TV options, but they're not like Yeah, like Chrononauts was option them. before it ever yeah. came out. But they're like, not so doing anything with them actively. Not yet. I mean, I like tell. it takes years for all yeah. that stuff. I mean, I feel like that's all comics are optioned well, nowadays. No, he he's uh, the Kingsman stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that... Secret Service was written before he started doing that model, but still, and Kick-Ass. Yeah. So he's yeah. had movies made, which is right. why he's doing this. But I don't know if anything's ever come to fruition from not the through, Netflix. Not Netflix most recent yet. ones, yeah. Yeah. But I'd, I'd watch, like, a movie of this. Yeah. Like, even just a movie would be great. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you could catch the, like, Star Wars-y alien vibe, but, you know, I, I think yeah, you could maybe. try. Yeah. But but what what... What this always leads to is this this weird thing that I've been dealing with a lot lately where a great comic book gets made into like an okay TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then people keep talking about this TV show and go, oh, if you like it, you should read the book. And they go, oh, they made a book of this? It's like, yeah, it's a comic book. And then they're immediately disinterested. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, those people are just nerds. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Well, those are people that think comic books are just Marvel, DC, superhero it's like you don't realize no, the, but it's, like, it's a comic book about the no, thing that you've already said you no, like I, you know? I know like, but like yeah but they think comic book they think there's captain a, america there's you know still, what i mean like they're, they're yeah. not realizing that the medium has all this like breadth they and just don't want to read that too but no but but here's the other thing i though. mean that happens when you it, say like oh it's a really good novel you should read that and they go uh-uh, no no, no like, but <laughs> but but the situations i've been in i because i always just call comics books but it's like you should yeah. read the book and they're like oh there's a book and it's like, yeah. And then they're like all in on reading a book. And then they find out it has pictures and suddenly. Oh, yeah. Well, then they're just nerds. No, uh, yeah. No, no I, they're not nerds. I think that's, no, the but, but that's the thing. I feel like people think they're less of a nerd because they watched a TV show as opposed to well, read a They don't comic deserve book. feet. So. But I think people also like, there's a, still a weird thing with comic book that it's childish. So yeah. like adults. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Don't, like they no. don't think of the medium as having any kind of depth or or valid or, or in that v- way. validity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they think of it as a, a crash, pow, bang. Exactly. You know, and so they think that it was a silly book, a funny book that they turned into a really good TV show. So the TV show improved upon the idea, like in the way that the Marvel movies take a really stupid storyline sometimes and turn it into a, a pretty good uh, marketable movie like you They've know never done that <laughs> have you tried to go back and i mean i love infinity gauntlet it's fantastic but it is it does not have the same scope that infinity war does yeah you know what i mean oh. like it's not oh, a comic yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, correct. I, I didn't like infinity war either though. i mean well, then, we're not having this conversation wait, are we talking about the comic <laughs> then, or then the you're movie? on the same page <laughs> <laughs> you no, didn't but, like but, either but but that, that's that that's my thing like a lot of times it's a great book that's turned into like a, a an okay show well, i feel like no, it's, it's that like that sure. when it's when it's not superhero yeah. like you know like uh i can't think of an example right now because the only thing i'm thinking of are actually good ones like like doom patrol is fantastic well the 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 boys promises is is where <laughs> is where boys, this conversation the originated. The boys might be a good one. Like Preacher, I, like, I feel I, like is hot take. I like the boys TV show better than the book. I never read the book, Preacher but I mean Pre- Preacher is another one. Preacher like, is I've been trying. I've been example. trying to get people who are into the show to read the book because the book is so much better. Preacher is the best. It's example. a good adaptation of the show, but you don't get 
the same thing you get out of reading the book. No, right. But I think to me they're they're almost separate. Yeah, yeah they're, they're two not, different. They're almost yeah, two separate things, which is definitely are. I think I I like when they do that. Like you get the Umbrella Academy, perfect example. Yeah, that's a really it's a really good show. That the that's a great example because I did not like that show very much. <laughs> really, <laughs> I, did, I didn't watch though. the show because I didn't like the book. I enjoyed. Oh, the comic I love the a book. I love the book and I love the show, but they're two separate things. They are so different. Very the, different. The, things. the one thing that I I think really has bridged the gap so far is Walking Dead. I feel like Walking Dead got a lot of people who weren't reading <sighs> comics to read comics, but yeah. it stopped at Walking Maybe Dead. Maybe it's because they yeah. realized the show is so bad. That yeah, they, it yeah. Got and then the so show got bad, bad at the same time that the book got uh, bad. Yeah, <laughs> got bad. <laughs> I mean, can, the show was worse. bad at episode one. Sure, but it got worse. Yeah. It got unwatchable. <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird because I'm such a big movie watcher and I, I just, I hate almost all comic adaptions. I feel like some so, some of them definitely hold up. I don't care. I've been reading comics <laughs> since I was four. I I would just I'll I'll just read comics. I mean, there's some things that don't need to be adapted. Like, I mean, I hate to quote Alan Moore, but like Watchmen didn't need to be a movie, and right. I like and I, the show is great because it's a completely it's different. It's not thing. that it didn't need to be; it's that it can't be. Yeah, it, it that, doesn't have the same like like severity that the book does. The book it was it was written in the way that it is because it has to be in that medium, and changing it fundamentally changes the book in a way that like doesn't translate and i mean that happens with any adaptation but yeah. it, it was it was worse with Watchmen. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. they didn't use the giant squid monster <laughs> <laughs> but the show is great because it takes that idea and then extrapolates on it 30 plus years in the future you know yeah. what i mean so it's like it has nothing to do with the that's book, way different than adapting though. exactly it's doing yeah. it it's a sequel own that's a thing. thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which i which i appreciate that idea i think that's a really cool direction that comic book stuff should be doing in the future yeah, it's it's the same thing with cover songs to me like if you're going to cover <laughs> a song there needs to be a reason to cover that song because yeah. that song exists and i can go back and listen to it yeah so give me your version of that song i yeah. completely agree with that i just had that conversation at lunch uh with with people <laughs> we were just talking about the same thing it's like if you're just going to do the song the same way why waste my time? Yeah. Right. Just there's I could just listen to the the other one. It's probably better it's, anyway. Same, same thing with movies. Like <laughs> yeah. when we keep remaking and remaking movies, it's like those movies didn't cease to exist. You can still watch <laughs> right. that. Total movie. Recall is fine. Why did you touch Total Recall? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're getting we're getting uh, into the weeds here. Uh, Casey, what else you got for us? Today? Oh man, I got Die Number Nine. Um, this book continues to to baffle and amaze me. It's up book. to uh, cat levels. <laughs> This guy right here. It is up to cat. Yeah, that's. Oh. Um, I, and I'm still, I'm continually impressed by the art in this book. Yeah, no, Stephanie Hans, Hans is amazing. It's so, so good. So it's, um, it's Kieran Gillen and uh, Stephanie Hans. It's, um, so basically we find our heroes uh, trapped in, uh, you know, that they're in prison along with Soul, who is the, 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 de- uh, the uh, dungeon master who kind of got them trapped there in the first place, who's turned evil. And, um, so they're they're yeah as a catch up if if you haven't listened to our other episodes where we talk about die if you haven't been reading it uh it's goth jumanji these kids are trapped in uh a dungeons and dragons land uh that's really sad and, and evil um Nailed and it. they're sad and they're very sad yeah they're all very uh, sad they're dealing people. with their traumas they they were trapped here years like a decade ago and they're they've become trapped again almost all of them are divorced almost all of them are divorced <laughs> and and, and uh, real upset about it um yep. Yeah. So, Don't so basically, you. they're they're trying to 
figure out how to get out of here. Um, Ash, who's like the dictator, she's kind of their leader. Um, she's like, her mouth is covered. So her like one ability is that like, if she tells you to do something, you have to do it kind of like the voice of God and preacher. And um, she's, she's shackled. Her mouth is shackled. So like, she doesn't have her ability. The grief knight's sword is like 200 yards 400. away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. It's like, where's the sword? And he just like listens and he's like, 400 yards that way yeah he because just like, hear it like because the sword is just mocking him <laughs> still can, but like really faint it, which is great <laughs> yeah i love it's just my anxiety <laughs> yeah it's 100 yeah. percent. that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah and just for this small moment it was farther away than it normally is <laughs> <laughs> but he can still hear it um so yeah basically all of their abilities are are kind of like tapped or um yeah they're, they're being pr- yeah they're like in a they're in prison yeah um uh because in, like I don't even know. They're just like jars. Yeah, they're just (laughs) suspended from these little like jars from the ceiling. But uh, suddenly their jailer comes in and and she's wearing this like crazy headgear. And you're like, what in the world? I feel like you made an audible shriek at this reveal. Dude, I really did. Okay. (laughs) They also just like last issue. They just got captured. There was no fight scene or anything. No. Yeah, they they wandered in with. Yeah. Yeah. They. It was yeah. so disappointing. It just kind of happened. Yeah, there wasn't. This any isn't a up. book about um, fight scenes or like uh, action. Like there's like fight scenes. There are, but they don't uh, matter. Barely. They're so inconsequential to the. Gillen is amazing at fight scenes. Yes. He is, but he's not focusing on that quite yet. Yeah, the 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 drama and the trauma really is Mostly like the, the most. Trauma. Important. The trauma the is trauma. like is the driving force behind this book. But yeah, I audibly shrieked at the reveal of who this character is, Charlotte Bronte. Um, <laughs> I didn't audibly shriek. I googled. <laughs> yeah, I. I just Bronte, the dropped it and go watch Jane Eyre again. <laughs> well, there you she go. She wrote Jane Eyre. Uh, oh. Yes, uh, and her sister was Emily Bronte, who wrote Wuthering Heights, and her other sister is Anne Bronte, who wrote mostly poetry. Uh, I think it's and like one the of them wrote a book called Glass Town. Stop! I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is so excited. Uh, <laughs> so, so Charlotte Bronte goes into this story about how because they're, they're trying to figure out they're like okay so if the fallen in this world are people that di- like people like us that died in this world how the hell are they here because our friend created this world so they're like clearly he's lying or something they're not people something else is going on here so charlotte bronte is just like i can explain that uh so she comes in and basically she explains to them that uh, her and her two sisters and her brother branwell um when they were kids they were like very young their dad bought them 12 toy soldiers 10 soldiers and they created this entire fantasy realm around it and it kind of enveloped their whole like personality and she would like close her eyes and do like meditative writing and it would just kind of like flow out of her so so they created glass town they created angria they created gondal they created all of the different realms in this reality they created maps for it they created like you know, they, they basically flushed out the world and that's how they all learned how to write nerds <laughs> yes they were proto dungeons and dragons nerds. they created their own dungeons and dragons in 18 or 1798 or whatever year yeah it was like early 1800 something like that well yeah. the, um oh it eventually gets weathering well, heights takes place in 1801 so yeah. this has got to be like like 20 right years around. before that. yeah yeah um so 1780 let's say so um it, she goes in to talk about like her to her two older sisters died of consumption and you know like then she attributes that to the the story because then um i forget if it's emily or Anne. I think Anne dies. Um, yeah, Anne, Anne dies uh, at a fairly young age uh, of consumption as well. And she's like, it's it's Glasstown. It's Angria. It's our stories. Our stories are what's like 
stealing them. This like, world is like this world is like killing stealing us. their souls. Yeah, almost. this world is killing us. So then Branwell dies of of um, well, he just starts losing. He drinks his mind. himself to death. Yeah, he, he starts he's, losing. He it. starts doing opium and he drinks himself to death. And then um, Emily dies. One of the key things is he paints all of them. It's like, oh, look at us. We're so cute. Yeah. And then, and then it, once he goes crazy, they kind of, they fill him in. Yeah. And, they, they, the they take him they out. They take him out of the picture. Of the painting. Um, which will come we'll Yeah, come there's a we'll thing. There's a that. thing. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I know. I'll let um, you talk about it. <laughs> um, so, so basically, Charlotte is the only one who just like, we can't do this anymore. And like, all of her sisters think that she's crazy, but like, she, she burns the papers and she does away with it. And eventually she dies of consumption um and and so here's the thing <laughs> that's all real <laughs> so the bronte family legitimately learned to write by this by by this this exercise so i'm going to read you from the wikipedia article here that i have here um as center of the children's creativity were 12 wooden soldiers which patrick bronte gave to branwell at the beginning of june 1826 sorry i got the numbers wrong whoa uh, that's, that's, yeah right. these toy soldiers instantly fired their imaginations and they spoke spoke of them as the young men and gave them names however it was not until 1827 or december 1827 that their ideas were writ- in written form and the imaginary imaginary african kingdom of glass town came into existence followed by the empire of angria <laughs> yep emily and Anne created gondol yeah. the island continent in the north pacific ruled by a woman gillian just edited this wikipedia page so great uh, well these are all just these are all books that they wrote in the 1800s and they wrote them in, so in the beginning these stories were written in little books the size of a matchbox uh and curiously bound with thread the pages well, were filled they with, made a note it's like we wrote it small enough that we could read but our dad couldn't so they kind of like hid it from him but also that it was the size it was a book for the 10 soldiers that too yeah yeah um it was the size of a book for the 10 soldiers um but yeah, so uh, the pages were filled with uh, with close minute writing, like her like meditative writing, often in capital letters without punctuation, and embellished with illustrations, detailed maps, schemes, landscapes, and plans of buildings created by the children according to their specializations. So according to their specializations, they created D and D. Like they legit. My is- brain is spilling out that's- right now. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> that's what I did. I freaked I- out. I had to read that like three times and then like look on Google. Like what just happened? It's unbelievable. This was really so, important. Kieran <laughs> Gillen has been why. writing this whole book because he. He heard some trivia about the Bronte family and decided to write a whole fantasy comic just, around it. Or just loves the Bronte family. I, I think it's both, it honestly. So, so, like we're talk- so wild. The, so the painting. Yeah. Oh, so Branwell. If you look up, if you look up the painting, it's it's, a, it's the it, version of the where they got rid of him. So it's no, his painting. Brand, Br- Branwell painted it and then he thought it looked too cluttered. So he took himself out of it. Yeah. And then so that, he actually. That ex- actual thing's in the comic yeah, too. The real painting. Yeah. It's unbelievable my least favorite part about all of this is that it doesn't actually explain anything about the comic she's just doing that dumb villain thing where she's giving vague answers and she's full of crap well so we were talking about this off mic <laughs> well i'm so mad that you're not on board with me on this no it's a cool <laughs> it's great but i want to know about the comic i've been reading nine issues of that i'm still confused about but, he, but either saul tapped into this world that the Brontes created or they both tapped into this world that has always existed. That's and sure. so, it's just a villain trope to just be like, is. I'm going to sure. tell you answers. I don't even think she's a villain. I think she's just a character. She's, yeah, she's not a villain. She's just there. I mean, she is their jailer, she, but... No, she's the jailer, but she's not who's holding them. Ca- like, no. She's yeah. just the guard. She's just, the, she's just doing... She's just following it, it's orders. The, um, it's, it's the vampire <laughs> boyfriend that has them yes. captured right now. Like, um, so she's just kind of there. But uh, yeah, the, the way that I... I mean, my prediction of this is that this 
this whole like the, this game is alternate dimension like this exists it is real out uh, extra dimensional and every once yeah. in a while someone taps into someone this like energy Bronte's they also soul taps into it exactly. i mean they also met tolkien this. So yeah. well, yeah. It exactly. could just be a collective conscious of whoever decides oh, that's to write right. fantasy. Yeah, Tolkien, exactly. I forgot, that's I. That I think this is like it's kind of like that. Like Jeff Lemire's done this a lot of times, where like Jeff Lemire, uh, Kirby, Morrison, they all have this kind of idea that like there's this collective consciousness of writers. Well, yeah. That that's literally the plot of the Unwritten. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. And I and I think that's what this is. I think is. it's tapping into that that yeah. idea. Um. So, but like, it, so it's not answering any questions. But, but it sounds it's, like it's only for D and D and fantasy, not for uh like novels right well, i mean yeah, it may not be like, but this could just be what we know it's these are only the those are only the three people that we know of yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it may it could yeah i mean be but it, if it's die and they're they started with a D group it could be that anytime someone comes up with D it gets built into a collective oh, cosmic yeah. universe something in that same yeah vein yeah like a fantasy realm like yeah, yeah i see what you're saying especially yeah. where it's like like as they said specializations of characters it, where, where each person where it's like collective writing and every person contributes to a story in that yep. way whether it's D D or something else you know what i mean yeah. like I, I think it's all kind of creating towards the same well do we know world. if any of the writings from the brontes had like elves no, or, no, they were all like like period piece, like Victorian, like like mostly mostly like I don't want to say romance novels, but romance novels. But I think the big towns. thing that came out of it was like the <laughs> no, names they, most of, of the them towns, were huh? Like the like the people that maybe live in this world, like Glasstown, like that was the book, and like that's one of the main towns, and Ang- Angria is another big part of it. So like, I think they've kind of shaped the world that ex- that they're in now. Yeah, and maybe Saul like found a way to like keep it there. Yeah. Maybe yeah, and and I mean, like, in, I don't think it's a mistake way. that she talks about her older sisters. Um, that she thinks they they were killed retroactively by the game, right? Because there always has to be six. There's always six um cast of characters. You know what I mean? So there always there has to be somebody to fill that role. There's there always has to be the the six of the the team that that is in this game. Um, so yeah, no, I I don't know. I loved it. I freaked out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. That's cool. Like we're, blowing, we're, right? I we're, love. I love. I mean, that's one of like. Just, uh, sorry to cut you off. Like Sandman is one of my favorite things in the world because it takes uh, these illusions from this like Shakespeare and, and mythology and things that you've read before and just kind of stuffs the Sandman yes. trope into like a, a pre-written story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like like Dream is always popping up and like a Midsummer Night's Dream and like all these other things that you know. You know and like. I- I love it when comics do that. That's that's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, you know we're I mean? covering a lot of really interesting storytelling. Yeah. Today, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Bringing, bringing it back tropes. to sigils. That's the power of literature. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The, I, and I can't talk enough about this art. It's oh my it's god, f- phenomenal. Yeah. It. I can't. I don't yeah. know how this. She gets. I don't know how she gets through an issue. Like, it, there's so much color and detail in every single panel like it's got to take forever to do these yeah. <laughs> do this art it's nuts yeah she's unbelievable stephanie Hans is yeah yeah I, and then this is billing to maybe rj's delight it's billing to like a big battle like mm-hmm. right at the end or like they leave a couple like they um the main character that's like the word of god type of like gets like unshackled a little bit and like they get out and leaves a couple of like the weaker fighters behind is like yeah we got to go fight <laughs> Uh, so on the very back of the comic, I didn't even see this until right now. There's a real quote by Charlotte Bronte. Uh, it says, it's very edifying and profitable to create a world out of one's brain and people uh, people it with inhabitants. So that's uh, yeah, just that yeah, she like, actually said that. To go back to what RJ was saying, when you when you create 
a fictional world, when you create fictional characters, they take on a life of their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they have and their it's, own. And it's kind of outside of you at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's just like, we, we should all read The Unwritten now. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I, I, I read a Mike Carey's part incredible. of it. I, I really like that book. Um, yeah. Also, it's everything not, about. Do we know how many that. issues this is going to be? Hopefully a lot. Um, Because it's uh, on the back, it has the, the die laid out flat and it's up to 20. Because it's a twenty-sided die, obviously, and but nine is highlighted on it. Well, hopefully he adds another one, like right next to it, because <laughs> um, that would be cool if it ended at twenty, though. That, I mean, honestly, a twenty-issue run cool. on this would that'd be, be cool. kind of meta, huh? A twenty-issue that w- that would be fine. Yeah, it would suck, but I feel like that would be a really good story. Just like you know, Wicked Divine ended at where where it needed to end. Yeah, instead of true. going on forever. Yeah, we'll see. But if yeah, you th- plan that to be like next, like as a symbol of a polyhedral. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's power to that. Ending it where it ends and not letting it. Right. Drag. Exactly. Yeah. As much as I want, you know, Berserker Unbound to go on forever. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of creators do that. They don't necessarily always end it where it ends. They they don't necessarily get to. Right. Sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Sometimes you get a TV deal and you got to end it when they want to end it. It's <laughs> a great point. A great Sometimes point. an editor tells you that you have to give up. Peter Parker's love to Mephisto. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then spend the next 10 years fixing it. So, what else you got? Jinx. My next book is Red Sonia number 10 by Mark Russell and Mirko Kolak. Oh man, Mark Russell, Mark Russell. Yep. Got a two for two I on this one. Decided to double up. Yep. Um, so, this book, uh, I. In the very like small amount of Red Sonia I've read, this has been the best because it has been one continuous story for ten issues, and I'm not a big fan of like episodic arcs as much. So I'm I've been enjoying this book so much, just seeing the the story culminate. Um, essentially, uh, Red Sonia is from Hycrania, and she hadn't been there in. A long time. I'm not sure how many stories have her going back. I don't know if she ever goes back because her her whole family got uh, burned. And her, yeah. So so she's berserker. So she actually shows up uh, <laughs> in her hometown for the first time in in a while, and uh, they're they invite her into the tent, and they're like, "Oh, you're Sonia of Red," um, and they're like, "We need a leader," so they make her queen. Just randomly. Nice. And she's like, you don't want me to be queen. I'm just a fighter. And so, yeah, this is very Conanny. Uh. So it turns out. So as soon Conanny? as. Conanny. Conanny. As soon as she's like, okay, I guess. It's I'll, like a hoot nanny, but with blood. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I guess I'll be queen. So as soon as she uh, accepts it, they're like, all right, she fell for it. Bring him in. So this guy comes in and. Apparently, Hycrania is about to be annexed by this warlord who has this prophecy that if he doesn't uh, expand his empire, he'll die. So he's just been on this warpath, taking in these cities and ex- and expanding. Um, so the Hycranians were like, like they got the messenger, and they're like, "Crap, we don't have a." We don't have like any suitable leader, so they fooled Red Sonia into becoming the queen of this of this town of horse poop and and nothing <laughs> useless people, and it's hilarious. So she like 
so she talks to the messenger and he she gets this letter and it's like a brochure about like all the positives of joining this empire and it's like <laughs> we have all these fancy things and and then also um as payment you have to give up 20,000 of your youngest for your slaves and she's like this is a terrible deal so she sends um she sends a skull and the, her response and the skull is caked in horse shit and it gets onto the the emperor's clothing and he's like all right we're going to war <laughs> so it's been it's been 10 issues of war okay the and, poop has been flung and red sonia uh has like almost nothing no fighters so through the course of the the uh book she's kind of like gained allies and everything um so it's been really interesting, but she's still completely outmatched. And last issue, she got uh, like sedu- uh, not seduced, but uh, like went into this tower to try to get sorcerers to help them. And what they do is they take in people who wander around and end up in their tower and then just give them visions of what they want and keep them there captive. So they're like, okay. <laughs> they're like sorcerers, help us. It's like, all right, we'll help you. And then you're just drooling on the floor for eternity. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> so they decided to not help Red Sonia. And as she was in that tower, uh, they all thought she wouldn't come back because no one's ever come back from the tower. Uh, all her, like, her war council betrayed one another and essentially uh, took over her spot as ruler and decided to surrender so this issue picks up from that where they're (laughs) about to surrender and and they all think she's captive to these sorcerers yeah well also so the the uh the warlord he's ridiculous he has these three uh servants um menace fogor and uh snakes and snakes died he loves snakes the most. Um, <laughs> Fogor, uh, they were like, ki- uh, Red Sonia had burned all her land, like scorched earth tactics, mm-hmm. and uh, they were kind of like losing. So he proposed to Red Sonia. He's like, you're going to marry me. And Red Sonia's like, what, what is this? What is he trying to do now? Um, and so she canceled the marriage and Fogor is like, oh, we we're really in a bad position. My Lord might lose. So he cuts off his nose and to spite his face. Uh, Yeah. So he cuts off his nose and, um, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go into red Sonia's camp and say that, uh, I, you, you were done with me and you cut off my nose because who would do this to themselves? And the warlord's like horrified of him. He's like, I can't, I can't look at you anymore. And so, uh they took him they took him in the uh and he's just been giving them bad information so red sonia has been losing because they've because her war council has been listening to this idiot that's just been trying to sabotage them oh jesus (laughs) and then uh this issue we find out that uh the warlord's last remaining servant who's this kind of like dopey guy um menace uh he is actually another uh, warlord that was kind of um, like a pretty big player, and uh, the other warlord took him took him over because 
he has these heads that give him prophecies and they gave him like vague uh visions of the future that didn't actually help anything so he's like am i going to the beat um am i going to win this battle and they're like uh they're like we see we see you winning and the other guy uh comes in and he starts like just decimating them he's like you lied to me it's like well we're, we're like they're, they're really bad at telling it's the future. Su- it's all subjective, you know. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's kind of like the 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 Doom Patrol. It's a, it's a bad divination tool. Yeah, Doom Patrol is a better divination tool. We might explore. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, now I'm afraid to go to Comic Con. <laughs> so, uh, was it uh, the the warlord in the in the flashback? He like gives up, and he's been this the the dude's servant all this time, and. I guess he's like trying to he's had a plan he gave up on purpose and he just gave the the warlord the heads so he's like I have this it's my greatest treasure so now um now he has the heads and he's he asked them if they're if he's going to beat Red Sonia and Red Sonia is now doesn't have an army has just like a couple of men and their their new plan is is uh to like it entrap them in the Hycrania and like bury them. And oh, like it was geez. like they're gonna race to the the bridge so they can't get back home. And they're and they're like, we have nothing left to lose, so we're just going to to kill all of them. Um and the heads are the heads are like, Yeah, you're gonna win against Red Sonia. She's not even fighting, she's running away, but she's running to the bridge. And that's how the issue ends. <laughs> it's just him. It's like, see, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this, heads. This, this sounds fun. It's so good. Yeah, I have never read Red Sonia. Same. She's Me amazing. Either. Yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of really great writers that that have tackled her, but I've always just kind of seen her as chainmail bikini. Like the, <laughs> the you know, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for war. So you gotta protect more parts than that, man. I'm just joking. I uh, know, but um, but no, I mean, like you know, as as a woman, uh, you know, reading comics that ex- are kind of exploitative has kind of been th- something I've tr- been trying to stop for a long time, and I just I can't get myself out of this idea that Red Sonia is like one of those characters that's just a sex bomb that exists for the male gaze, and like I know that it's not anymore because Gail Simone did a great job and like you know like mark russell's writing her now like i need to like actually dive in and really give her a chance because she's just one of those just like titty characters <laughs> I, I i saw this uh I, I i forget what it was called now um there was this documentary on netflix about women writers in comics and you didn't text me <laughs> i thought i did i don't think so but i remember watching go like I, I, I it was probably one of those things where I was like Casey already knows about this, <laughs> but uh, there was this woman who would cosplay as as Red Sonia at some of the early conventions, mm-hmm. and she ended up actually writing Red Sonia oh, for awesome. a while. And that's like, so good. She kind of made it her point to turn it into more of an empowerment kind yeah. of. Yeah, and I thing. think most writers in the last like decade or two have been doing that. Oh, yeah, I that just... that's what Gail Simone yeah. said too. She's like, if I'm going to have her in the bikini, she's going to own the crap out of it. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And he, she also made a whole story arc where she's like filthy and really horny and no one will sleep with her and she doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. So uh, my second topic for this week is Ghost Rider number two. Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider. Ooh, Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider. By Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter. 
Yeah. Did I do that right? Sure. Uh. <laughs> I know Ed Brisson is right. Don't he's, at me. He's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> How to get comic professionals to not listen to your podcast 101. <laughs> right? Ruin their name and then tell them not to at you. Um, <laughs> so we, we pick up where we left off in the last issue. Uh, J- Johnny Blaze is just going through New York City trying to find some demons. He's just tearing through it. Uh, he's just tearing. And he, he finds some. He, he definitely <laughs> finds some. But, Does but he? There's this cool moment where he's walking around New York and he's just like, everybody just has sin dripping off of them. But like, I'm not here for that. Yeah. 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 It's literally like coming off in plumes off of their heads. Yeah. And But what's giving the demons away to him is they don't have yeah, nothing. these plumes because they're already being punished for their sins. Yep. Like... So he just finds this this dopey looking guy and just drills him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, just pins him to the wall. Not in oh, a fun yeah. way. <laughs> but but he's like he's like, look, you're gonna tell me <laughs> you're gonna tell me where the other demons are hiding, or I'm gonna send you to the eighth level of hell where they freeze you and then rip your frozen flesh off of your bones. He's and like, all right, all right, fine. And that's all before breakfast. Yeah, that, that's all for before breakfast at your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I I love Marvel's version of hell. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah, great. it's great. Um, so like he he gives him up, and then we cut back to um uh. Dan, uh, Danny Cash. Danny Cash. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm drawing blanks here. Wakes up in his bar that we learn he lives in. Yep. Now. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he finds out um it, uh, this police officer that he's friends with. Uh, ex lovers with. Ex lovers with. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know much about. <laughs> It's fine. This book <laughs> that I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I'm just trying to get through it, guys. This guy, he's on fire and he's got a bike. He's, he's a skeleton, guys. He's like a, a flaming skeleton crossover? on a bike. But uh, so he, he finds out that one of his regulars uh, has been burned to death. By a flaming skeleton on a Yeah, they're, they're like, so uh, witnesses saw a flaming skeleton man walk into his house right before he died. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Danny? Well, that's, well, that's the woman's away. like, the woman pretty much is like, what did you do, you dumb, dumb person? And he's like, what? Well, she gives it the benefit of the doubt, and she's like, is there is there a way it could have been like the entity? Like and it could have been the ghostwriter, and you don't yeah. know. And he's like, nah, it doesn't work that way. It definitely wasn't uh, me or my like ghostwriter. There's like thirty other ghostwriters. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, he immediately knows. Like Johnny, you dumb piece of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, doesn't, like, he, he doesn't give him knows. up though. He's just kind of he doesn't like, give him up, but he knows yeah. immediately. Who I like it is. his. I like how his alibi was just getting blackout drunk at his mother's grave. Which yeah, is, which I guess that's something. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> She's like, can anyone corroborate that? He's like, no, but there's like a like 30 crushed cans of beer with my fingerprints all over them <laughs> just at the cemetery i didn't clean it up yeah like yeah, dude, i, I took the grave with me it's right here yeah <laughs> so anyway, we cut back to hell and lilith is um questioning this guy that just this demon that just gave them all up yeah, yeah. but uh she's kind of like oh he's gonna go to this one location, which is exactly where I want him yep. to be. Yeah, it's clearly a, she's she's pulling the strings on yeah. this plan here. I love Lilith, man. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> yeah, we already we already went through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we so, don't have to cover that one again. So we find out that Johnny is has now taken a whole cruise ship hostage. 
and because it, it's filled with demons. Yeah, dude, a just, demon just, cruise ship. Woo, party! Get me on that boat, right? <laughs> That's did it, a hell of a party. Did it leave from that hotel in Vegas? <laughs> it's a hell of a party. Did you hear that, guys? God. It's a hell of a party. Uh, you guys are calling stop. me physical no, harm. What, the, the one, the one running joke in this book that I, I kept laughing out loud at is they keep saying like my damned this yeah, and I, damned oh, yeah. that. And it's always yeah. like really caps like really like bold. <laughs> yeah. like, dude, get out of my damned way. It's like Johnny everything about you is damned. We get it. <laughs> get a new joke You're bro. You're the king of hell for If this was like up. a worse writer I would have thought it was unintentional. Yeah. But it's like very like wink wink yeah, nudge nudge you get it you cheek. get it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically uh, Danny gets word of this and he's like all right time to uh do the, the the sequences of him transforming into the ghost rider really are cool dope mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so good uh so he he goes to the docks to confront johnny and jo- johnny's just off his rocker oh yeah he's well, looney tunes the thing that i think is really right cool that it's not entirely clear what's which one is tr- is right um so so yeah. so um I got their names mixed up. Johnny and Johnny. Danny. Johnny. Okay. I was like, uh, one's called Danny. What's the other See? one? Janny. I'm sorry. Janny. Um, <laughs> so, so Johnny is just convinced that this whole cruise ship is filled with demons and Danny just sees him ripping apart humans. Yeah, he's taking hostages. Yeah. Like yeah. these are just people that in, in from his perspective, they're not turning into demons. Like, uh, like it, yeah, it's based, not clear from Johnny's perspective. These demons are turning back and they're like, they're in human form and then they turn back into demons and then they confess. Then they're like, Oh, we just wanted to have like you know we just wanted to be free you know and but like danny isn't seeing that at all right so i it's i like that it's but, completely unclear which one is true but johnny at one point says like you're possessing humans and and damning their souls yeah and now i have to burn them yeah so it's like he's still burning these people and then yeah and well then then danny's the, like, the demons no. already did yeah and then danny's just like no you're just killing people yeah, like, yeah. you're not because doing he doesn't this. he doesn't think they're demons at all exactly yeah. so yeah so that that leads to the ghost rider royal rumble yeah <laughs> a ghost, ghost rider fight. versus ghost rider fight it's on been a, a boat. lot of that in marvel recently yes on ghost rider on ghost rider on ghost rider yeah. <laughs> dude and then like the one where he just like chains up some demon just like eviscerates him like they dude. should just all kiss him so go. yeah the vi- the violence in this in it this is really ramped up to 10 <laughs> yeah. on this one okay. this is uh this is not for kids you guys <laughs> i mean it could be for kids it's, i don't know it's, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but but there's a there are these uh these riot police outside who are like kind of waiting for the right moment to to go in and free these these hostages who are just being melted at this point <laughs> and then the one cop just gets possessed by this weird little girl demon yeah that thing was creepy yeah yeah and then there's this great uh shot of um johnny punching danny and his his jaw breaking (laughs) (laughs) he's a skeleton so you can see it yes thank you it's cool (laughs) it's like an x-ray but in real life (laughs) Uh, but yeah no the ending to this was really cool too because he's just like oh yeah you're not gonna help me fine I'm gonna take away your spirit of it. Yeah, like uh, they they both end up uh, in in I guess Brooklyn. Is this a Brooklyn Bridge? Brooklyn Bridge. Or, I feel like we're skipping some or G- stuff. Or GW, one of the two. Oh, uh, well, first of all, the this cop that gets possessed gets torn to pieces. Yeah, that's the dude I was talking about. Yeah, he just like the way he, he, he just turns into like inside out. <laughs> like he yeah. like melts him 
and shreds him and lights him on fire at the same time. It was crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so there, there's this showdown at the top of the Brooklyn Bridge because it's a Marvel comic book and we love, we love doing showdowns that. on top of New York landmark bridges. Of course. <laughs> and Johnny just takes the spirit of vengeance out of Danny and just pushes him off the bridge. Yep. Which is apparently a thing he can do. He's the king of hell. He can do anything. Yeah, oh, cool. Can... I didn't... I don't he's, know the rules down he's there. He's got a crown. There's he's kings, the king. there's presidents. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so we, we end with, with Danny sp- splashing into the river and he looks not alive. He doesn't look great. He no. doesn't. Uh, usually when you get thrown job. off a bridge that high, um, it's you die. I mean, could, just ask could it's like, Gwen Stacy. <laughs> Oof. Well, yeah. Oof. Too, too soon? Too soon. <laughs> well, she, she didn't quite hit the ground. That was that was a different bridge. Yeah, different That's bridge. Fine. Yeah, if, I think when you fall off something that high and hit water, you might as well just land on concrete. I mean, that's how like a lot of people die. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, <laughs> a lot of people commit suicide. So I'm going to think that he doesn't have all of the spirit of vengeance taken from him, or he's definitely dead. We'll see. But we get this preview of the cover of the next issue. He just might be really drunk. Mephisto. I'm excited. It's Mephisto rolling dice, and it's it's Johnny as the, the ghost rider blazing through... Uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. There's so like neon like, lights Who's like the him. main character this book's supposed to be? It's Johnny. It's Johnny. I so mean, this book's about... It's not Wait. Danny anymore, for sure. <laughs> but Dan- Danny is, but Danny is like... Gets all the emotional development. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah think, right. I think it curious. is both. I think, but the next issue will probably be mostly uh, Johnny because Danny is either like, dead or uh, in a coma. The real <laughs> twist should have called it Ghost Riders. <laughs> the real <laughs> twist is going to be when Mephisto becomes Ghost Rider. Ooh. Well, I, I'm I'm saying that the main character of the next issue is Mephisto because Mephisto's in it. Yes. Mephisto is like Mephisto's been like having his hands in like. A lot of different Marvel books recently, yeah. but like just on the sidelines, I, I feel it. like they're building towards something. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it. so. Yeah, I mean Valkyrie that we talked about that a couple weeks. Ago. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he's going to have something to say about uh, Peter and MJ. He has to. He has to because there's so much Mephisto going on, and they're kind of just trying to undo that. There's no yeah. way that's not going to yeah, become a thing. Spider-Man's currently dealing with twenty ninety-nine, and yeah, maybe after Sarah that. Sable. Maybe yeah, after I that. mean, we'll get there. So, uh, that's okay. top picks. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. We got there. Which one are we doing first, Adam? Uh, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to jump right into New Mutants? Let's do we want to do, do Undiscovered Country? Let's, let's yeah. do New Mutants. New Mutants. Okay. <laughs> New Mutants first. And Sean did not like this book. I Full disclosure. Because he's not an X-Men fan. <laughs> I'm starting no, to realize that. That's not true. I, I, I feel like our, our X-Men coverage is starting to taper off. It is. Well, I mean, the books are starting to taper I off. Like, it's like, you know, the heavy hitters are X-Men, definitely Marauders. It's definitely going... It's it's a t- yeah, it's we were, a, it's we a were step all in the bleachers and then it got cold. So you guys left and I'm just there with my X fly. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still there with you. <laughs> I but, like X Men, but like I don't. I I feel like we're heading like towards a territory where X Men is going to start to be a top pick and not a top story for a while. Yeah, yeah, and well, I'm fine with that. I feel like X X Men proper. Well, well, I'll, I think that's that's it just like be, the book. On but what happens, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like X Men Marauders and Excalibur are really the solid books. Um, you know, Sean disagrees with Excalibur, but uh, New Mutants I think has the potential to get there. But this is a, this is like the setting up issue. You know, this what I mean? wasn't my favorite book this week. I liked it a lot, but I didn't. I it's not my favorite. It's definitely my fourth favorite X Men book in a in a time when we have four really good X Men <laughs> books. <laughs> my second favorite of the five. Nice. I also got a print defect. <laughs> yeah, where uh, the black layer of several pages wasn't there so yes. i had no dialogue yeah, yeah. you probably would have loved it if i totally understand <laughs> your where you come from i'm confused because i missed 
three whole pages of yeah, dialogue. That's terrible. In a dialogue heavy issue. Oh, it man. was definitely a I lot of dialogue. I checked my issues, but I bought like 10 variants. So <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just so weird to see. Like, like I, I've done some color work myself. So like I know what just the color layer looks like. But seeing just the color layer of something of this magnitude. So you bought. <laughs> so you know who to fire. Well, no, but it's it's interesting to see that like kind of peek behind the curtain, I guess. Like you realize that Marvel still has to print these things. Well, they well just yeah, I mean, like I, I, I know how, how process printing works. <laughs> um, uh, I've done illustration for print. It's it's weird, but um, it, it's just it's just nice to see that other people kind of color a little bit outside the lines too but then the lines cover it and so it's like you're never supposed to see that mm. yeah yeah that's a good point because the the black layers covers all that yeah, but like that to see like messy color work in a marvel book is fun well i mean i feel like this is um this this artist is incredible rob reese is it I loved the art in this. Yeah, the art is phenomenal. And, and the color it, is great. And it is very intentionally, not like, I don't want to say messy, but it is this loose. Yeah. like and, it, and it's kind of this like happy middle ground between, um, you know, what we've come to know as like modern art style and the Sienkiewicz of like the original New Mutants. You know what I mean? His is like chaos. Yeah, it took me. Gonzo. It, I, I don't know why, but... I started the book and I immediately didn't realize that the art wasn't Phil Noto. It looks exactly like Phil Noto. And I love <laughs> Phil Noto. He's a, he's incredible. And then Rob Reese definitely the has the potential s- to be the next Phil the Noto. The art is so good. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, so so we start the book and it's, uh, you know, all, all of our favorite new mutants are coming back to life. Rain died. Whoa, like, rain, whoa, wh- whoa. What? You're just all of them? No, you get one of the best rain panels in like... I love that panel. 15 years and you just... <laughs> cab blow it off i was about to say rain rain Whoa, has easy. only been dead for like a year uh but it's nice to have her back and the, uh, the, her little character di- moment was beautiful died from a, all right, all right. <laughs> i mean sure it sucked but she's like, had a whole life of guilt yeah and absolutely she's irish <laughs> or scottish <laughs> either way either one <laughs> either one um yeah so yeah and this is kind of to my point of why i didn't like this book they talk about it like you're supposed to know all of that already. If you are jumping on an X-Men here, like, oh yeah, I had a regret, but I'm just going to let it go. You have no clue. But the, I mean, she's died. I mean, how are you supposed to catch up on that? But like, right, but like, they do it with every single character in this book. Yeah. And that's, I, I'm like, I just feel like I was left out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like, like it. I just, I just feel like I was just not you, even dropped into read, a mid story. You can read Ghost Rider were, number one, not knowing who Danny and Johnny are, and obviously still enjoy it. But it felt like they dropped me in <laughs> into something that I, uh, right in the middle of something that they weren't intending on catching me up on. No, I mean, I think they did catch you up with what the the you don't know everything, but you know what you need to know. I mean, obviously, I'm wrong because you disliked it, but I, I don't think you do though, because if you're not familiar with all these characters, like who knows? If like, you stick along with it, you yeah. will like them. That's my point. It's, it's just like it gives yeah. you because I've you, read like, some stuff with these characters and I know them cursed, like but like, you know, there's a lot of stuff they again they talk about characters like they they just talk about this dude named Sam. <laughs> And, and we talked Who's about Sam? this. We talked about this off he's, mic he's too. He's a pretty big character. But um, well, these on. these books have these dossiers for this reason, yeah. and I, I just don't think it they could were... have definitely had more dossiers. And this one doesn't have one. Yeah, they could have utilized that here. Um, I, I don't, I don't think... really know who Mondo is, and that doesn't take this book away from me. No, but like he's Mondo not really... was cool as hell. He's, he's not cool. like a main <laughs> character here. Like the main characters that you're, like th- that's doing all the dialogue and stuff. Like 
you're they're just kind of talking like there's an understanding that you know what's 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 going on already and like you just know what these characters are and what they do and their relationships with each other and they just kind of move you right along well they have to showcase that as like i i feel like all comics are kind of just this idea of just like just jump in jump in the stream you might not get everything immediately but if you but if you follow the stream it'll pay off yeah it's not like you need to know the like when they're going through kakoa and it's like the the penance kids and the hellions and- well no, i think but that those two three pages where they're just like doing a f- rundown of x-men history it just a lot of it seemed like unnecessary exposition to me like why are why are these two people just walking around r- recursing all of the generations for you. of x or- yeah for th- that's the whole you're, that's what you want you okay you're contradicting yourself yeah, you just you say, said you wanted that but they're not talking about the character they're talking about x-men events as a whole but like if you stick with the book the characters you know I mean? will build like that's the whole point of the the book is going to build those characters. You need to know yeah, the guess. plot and then just jump in and like if these characters are like likable in the slightest bit, you can learn their history. Yeah, because maybe I just keep don't like through. any of these characters. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what I happened. Know. I didn't. Well, I mean, you're still wrong, but <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, we were running long here. We should get to the plot. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. So they're not much happened <laughs> the new mutants are basically like wouldn't it be great if sam was here yeah so, like where the hell is sam isn't he like trapped in shiar space and i so spent the like, whole book trying to figure out who the hell sam was cannibal yeah again my point cannibal anyway um so so like oh yeah isn't isn't um uh the aren't the star jammers going out to shiar space didn't they say that they were gonna go do that and uh so they just hop I like on they're just like let's hop on our portal with with hey, summer right. with summer senior so they're like yeah let's just hop a ride but but before we get to that we do get this really great moment of um they make krakow and coffee oh yeah <laughs> and iliana is so happy iliana is into it i think iliana's the and I like the mondo is just like Mm-mm, i know how that coffee's made Iliana i don't want to i don't want to probably the, the bright the lone bright spot of the book for me <laughs> i like so i great. liked her a lot oh she's fantastic i love her yeah so <laughs> i know who she is so I'm supposed, yeah, that helps that helps <laughs> so they hitch a ride with the star jammers and this is where i lose my ink oh <laughs> that's oh, a no. problem um yeah. it's basically just a big setup like we're gonna go do pirate stuff you guys stay on the ship kids and then um, oh you you lost the pages where mondo talks to chode yeah uh you you missed the whole conversation with mondo and yeah. him about the flowers yes okay uh essentially he uh the Krokoan flowers are messing with his garden so that he, he doesn't that he's want been them growing there. for like like a four, yeah yeah like four uh, like life cycles so or something. apparently there's something cancerous about the krakoan uh biology well you find something that it's like transmitting it's like it's talking to the portal and it's causing an issue with the bio the yeah. the, the the ecosystem the bio, that exists yeah. that the ecosystem that exists that he created on the ship so doug puts the flower in mondo to keep yeah. uh the connection uh like separate. They also threw a Doctor Who reference. But, yeah, there. and it kills all nice. that guy's plants. I don't know if yeah, you it's that sad. One. They were just almost ripe. Yeah, no, he but talks also about he was so mad. Totally going to come back in the fact that Krakoan like, uh, like fauna is dangerous to yeah. other. Yeah, but only when species. it's near each other, apparently, because the portal's in the ship and it's fine. It's until he walks in there with the other flower yeah. that it causes a problem. Yeah, after so, they're. It's bigger on the inside to joke. Will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see where that goes. That's a cool little thing. God, I love the Star Jammers so much. <laughs> and then, yeah, Ileana's just like having a little sword battle. Uh, I also don't have any dialogue <laughs> in this spread. You don't really. You yeah, don't need a whole lot. Yeah, but check, the, check it out. 
Oh, that's so. Oh, that looks yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's I have C M Y printing. Uh, they're no basically uh, just taking bets on the fight. Uh, you uh, of what's missing going some on. of the best parts. I know. Ileana's what's great in this. What's funny is um, Chambers' dialogue. I get because his dialogue is blue, <laughs> so that's all just processed cyan. <laughs> it's really funny. strange. That's great. Um, but yeah, so so basically, like they're just like, oh, you're just going to Shi'ar space, right? And uh, they're like, no, we're stealing from the Shi'ar, and it, you can't well, do well, they don't, this. So they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that. So uh, they the Star Jammers get to the the place, and they're trying to get the New Mutants to not go with them. Yeah, they pretty yeah. much lie and say, yeah, yeah. there's this whole so, thing that's going on on the planet. Like there's like, these so fanatics what, and stuff. What do you hate the most? And Rain's like, yeah, fundamentalists. <laughs> And with all, he's like, well, I got, arms. he's like, I got bad news for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the star jammers like leave and uh, the new mutants being the new mutants, it felt like so like dis Magneto and leave to go to the Lila Cheney concert. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it felt very like that. Um, yeah, I just love that. As soon they as they just, left, and Magic was like, yeah, like, I got Except you. for Roberto, who just wanted to drink bourbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He goes to get bourbon. He's like, guys, we can't leave. We got to stay put. Because we got so much bourbon. Yeah, yeah we, a, got, we got to stay focused such on a the mission. Dad. So, he, uh, so he goes to get the bourbon, and then the rest of the new mutants leave. Uh, and then the, they meet up with the Star Jammers. It turns out... Uh, the Star Jammers are stealing stuff because they're pirates. Obviously. Because of, of course they are. They hitched a ride with pirates. <laughs> and the main guy, I can't get this mental image out of it. He just looks, <laughs> he just looks like, uh, I guess that's, that's Cyclops' dad, right? The Corsair? Main, the leader. Corsair, yeah. yeah. He, just lo- he just looks like um, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball to me. Oh my God. <laughs> and I can't, I can't, I can't get it, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. So every time he talks, the facial I hair and the, yeah, yeah. the headband. The headband oh, and everything. God damn it. Yeah. yeah that's Sorry. In my head now. I Thank you. Yeah. You ruined this book for me. Welcome to my world. We made it better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be the redeeming yeah, depending quality. Depending on who you ask. <laughs> I mean, uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely yeah, subjective. No, I mean, like, this is definitely, like, a lot for one issue, but, like, the 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 world building just to get us, like, trapped in Shi'ar space, like, as bandits, as, like, uh, that's fantastic. They, uh, I, I just I love, love I mean, I love the Star Jammer so much, and it's like, of course, there's pirates, and then they just leave them. Uh, yeah. Because, of course. Because they're pirates. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if there was like a bit, maybe if I had lost a couple of pages of dialogue in there, I might have liked it more. Like, I feel like there was just, <laughs> I feel like there was just too. It was heavy. There was too much. Like I said, too much exposition in there. Like uh, from characters that they were talking. Like uh, you, you're supposed to have known them your whole life. You, they haven't given you the chance to get to know them yet. They were just already ramping into like exactly, you know, into what you wanted them to be long term. This could that's what it felt like. To this me. could have benefited from like a Star Jammers tie-in issue oh that would have been good yeah like, I mean, like maybe if, it, we if will. they weren't trying to fit all of this story into one book i yeah. will, I will with agree with you <laughs> i will agree with you that the it could have used a couple more dossiers yeah, yeah like if that doesn't hurt i, I feel could, like they, they had a whole dossier on the star jammers but it's like guys but think on. about think about reading house and powers without those dossiers yeah it would have felt like complete nonsense i think but at the same time you didn't need an, uh, an explanation for who xavier and magneto no, but like, are but like, like to help bring the world but like when you're talking about the people who aren't xavier and magneto you sh- you you need some of that yeah because these are not like some of them are yes they're new mutants are a big team but like some of these are not like they're not household names they've been around for like 30 plus years right mondo <laughs> is a key character in this book 
You sure. know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I feel like just having one or two characters to cling to Would makes you, it okay. Right, but like if you get a dossier to kind of fill in the yeah. gaps a no, little I'm, bit... No, I'm agreeing. A dossier helps. would have helped. Yeah. Because like, the only, not many of the X-Books are doing that. I feel yeah. like... Why, why wouldn't... Well, like, I mean, hey, you get a dossier from Murd Blurdock. <laughs> Is that the lawyer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so, so the <laughs> Starjammers just leave the... Yeah, they just leave them The there. new mutants yeah. behind. They're like, well, we got what we came for. Goodbye. Yeah. And, and then Sunspot... It's like, I got this. He's is like, this... I, I know a lawyer. And the, and the, no, well, before that, he's going to go save them. He's like, is this the part where I save the day? This, is, this feels like the part where I save the day. <laughs> I love that moment. It's like That's my such favorite panel. two panels from any comic this week. Yeah, because he kind of mugs at the camera. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sunspot so much. I've, I've seen that panel used as an okay boomer. Oh, man. That's yeah. it's great. I love that. But yeah, they get caught by the Shi'ar, and then they're like, don't worry, guys, I know a lawyer, and then the lawyer is the, the <laughs> Matt Blurdock. Murd Blurdock. Murd Blurdock. That's pretty good. And he's a, bl- he's a blind, like, alien, right? Yeah. Or Justice like, is blind, and so are yeah, we. Yeah, that's the tactic. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's only ever appeared in Rocket. Oh, he's a real character? <laughs> I, I would imagine he's a real character, yeah. I just assume, I, I was yes-anding a lot through this book, so I just yes-anded the last page as well. <laughs> I like that he's a space lawyer. I like when like things that are already in space just clarify that they're space. They just put space in front of yeah. it. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like, this I specialize in space law. <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is like my, my alien blanket. I it's alien because I bought it at an alien <laughs> on an alien planet. That's a that's a joke in Rick and Morty where he yeah. talks about alien porn. Yeah. yeah. This is actually alien to me though, because I got it on a different planet. <laughs> uh, all right. So that brings us to undiscovered country number one. Ooh, it's a big one. This is a big one. Yeah. There's a talk about a lot of dialogue. Holy There's cow. a lot of dialogue, but we, the plot is pretty straightforward, in my opinion. Yeah. So basically, the premise of this is that um, America has walled off its borders. Uh, ooh, you know. Um, it, well, it's <laughs> also become like a... No one knows it exists. Yes. Everyone... They've everyone. So, so the planet off, yeah. the planet is very dystopian. Like the... the There's uh, a European, rain is murdering people. Yeah. The European nations this, have kind of like gathered into their own like like allies two, and like... Yeah. There's two and major Asian countries states, have, yeah. have turned into like the Axis and there's just basically there's two like massive uh, empires that are almost at the brink of war. And there is a virus... Just raining from the sky killing everybody plague they yeah. call it plague it's an actual plague and and america hasn't existed for how many years 30 30 years They've, it's it's walled off its borders to the point of like it is myth- mythological what well, has an actual force field force field yeah <laughs> like there's technology <laughs> you, keeping you out yeah. there's walls keeping you, you out cannot, there's like you can't yeah yeah so i so basically this this team is contacted by by someone on the inside someone from america they get a message sent they get a message that like saying we, we have a cure for your disease for your this sky. team is very gi joe by it the way is oh for sure G. so they send representatives from both sides well, they send like journalists from both journalists sides too. and some scientists and like some science and so a the two main characters expert. seems to be like the scientist trying to cure the disease and her brother who's one of the only people that's like broken into the United States <laughs> and successfully lived and got out. So he's like, he's the backup plan. Yeah. And this and, super cool helicopter. Yeah. 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 And, and so, so basically they, they, they go in and are just immediately, are they, do, are they shot? Yeah. They're shot down by a yes, missile. They're shot down. So they're like, well, okay, I guess somebody lied to us. And, um, yeah, then we get some backstory. There's a lot of world the, building with the disease. Yeah, a lot we of world building on like that. She's detail. a doctor. There's and, like people, uh, 
killing people for roofs. Yeah. yeah. So they can protect themselves against the, the plague from this plague, the plague. virus that makes you uh, bleed uh, from your eyeballs of blue. Yeah. Ready to murder someone for an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but there, there are these there are these planes that just keep dropping antiseptic. Yeah. To try and help cure from the the you know, and which like, can't make anything better. And I don't no. think it is. I think that's why they're looking well, the, for the, roots the kid. And stuff. The yeah. kid even says like, "It's you guys that are killing us. Like your government is what's doing this." Yeah. And she's like, "Shut up and take the drugs, please. Like I'm trying to help you." Yeah. And then he like they steal the roof, so he dies. Right. Um. So like, yeah, it, it, there's clearly some kind of uh, geopolitical scheme. Like maybe the virus is man-made and, and it's a biological warfare. Maybe it is just the world is going to hell. Not quite sure. Whatever. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so then it flashes back to this message that they get. They're like, hey, we have a cure and we'll send you coordinates. You, We're going to allow you to be our honored guests and come back into America to like, you know, take this. Fast uh, forward to where they got shot down yeah. and they immediately get to send upon in some Mad Max This is uh, like the most Burning Man crap. Burning Man Mad Max thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They're all riding like like sharks and like, like tanks. demon buffalo things uh, and stuff, and they just start street sharks, snakes, street the one, sharks, <laughs> the one, awesome. land, land sharks. Yeah, and then they just roll up and they just eat the pilot's foot. Yeah, right a off buffalo. A buffalo eats the foot, so they just like run. There's a bunch of crazy creatures. Yeah, like, there's there's bonkers. a lot going on here, um, and they just yeah. There's some really cool and like th- this one guy takes them on as their guide, and he's like, follow me this way. Um, but he, you know, he's all like covered his face. You can't tell who he, he just is. has an America t-shirt. Yeah. Fly, American, American flag t-shirt. t-shirt. He's like, check it out guys. <laughs> I'm America. Let's yeah. do this. So, so he th- like, he takes them into this like cave to rescue them from the Mad Max like army. <laughs> um, and is basically like, oh yeah, you're the prophecy. You're, like I foresaw in my prophecy that you're going to help us like save the world. And like, uh, they're like, uh, we're here for the cure. And he's like, no, that's not happening. Uh, it's just this like really bizarre. In the last page. Oh, the, the, the reveal. <laughs> My name Man, is we Sam. We are blasting through this issue. I mean, we got, <laughs> we, we want to make sure we cut it in before yeah, two hours. There's a lot of dialogue that we can't cover. Yeah. yeah. Just can't. It's, There's too a, much. This is a dense book. We'll get through the plot. But, but. but yeah, it gets, it gets to, uh, my name is Sam, Sam El- Elgin, and I want you to save America. And he's like pointing at and the he, screen. He's Clearly the guy, Uncle and, Sam. and he's the guy from the video. He looks a lot like Uncle Sam. And something that they talk about is when they see the video, the, the brother and the sister, you're like, oh, it kind of faintly looks like someone that used to come around our house when we used to live here. Like, we Possibly might know them. So an uncle. It could potentially be both Uncle Sam in the patriotic sense and their actual Uncle Sam. They're, it's so weird because I called uncle it Sam. before. I was like, yeah. the mask guy likes America a lot. And I had just been reading too much Freedom Fighters. So it was like, <laughs> I bet it's Uncle Joe. Sam. And this, this is just going to be Uncle Sam. Yeah. <laughs> And it is. And yeah, there's definitely a lot more to unpack here. That those are yeah, just like, no really... like my name's Sam, and I got a lot of nieces and nephews. Because <laughs> <laughs> in between, in between the action of like what's happening current day, they give you the entire run up. They oh, give yeah. you everything. Yeah. They, so uh, there's a lot that goes on, and then the you dossi- must like this because they give a lot of character development. <laughs> and there's a whole characters. like four page dossier in the back. Well, the dossier at the end <laughs> to explaining how America sealed off. Yo, I didn't is, even read that. Is that good? Terrifying. It's terrifying half of it's just real sh- it's just real stuff oh <laughs> like darpa created the defense mechanism and stuff Ooh. like this and like part of it was they sealed themselves off from chinese tariffs Ooh. we also get a map yeah, too of soon. the factions of which America, just reminds me of east of west which is just like oh. a spiral into the middle of yeah. that and that's where they have yes. to go yeah, to the get heartland. the cure to get yeah to the heartland like oh, they're playing sorry the heartland yeah got it 
Yep. Because it's in yeah. the middle. This is just yes. <laughs> this just it feels like um, Image has a like a lot writing. Like this is like a new flag flagship book for them, pun intended. Because flags. <laughs> yeah, flags. it could be a really big book. <laughs> this and it's Snyder's. Like, I mean, so it's two big... of the biggest names in comics. Yeah, yeah Snyder so Soleil. Some... Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I liked it. They gave me a lot, but like. I didn't know anything about this world, so it was good to get something in between. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, nobody does. Yeah. It, you know, it's exactly. It's, it's a. It's a lot. It's a. It's, it's a crash a, course. World it is builds. a first issue in what uh, yeah. appears to be a very big story. Yeah. Maybe that's a lens it, I should read these number ones through instead of feeling left out that I don't know these characters. I should just treat that as like a book that's never existed before. Yes. There you go. Well, there you Absolutely. go. So maybe I've learned something today. It felt maybe very, I need to reread uh, Excalibur there. and New Mutants now. <laughs> it felt very like early 2000 or uh, like uh, like 2010 image where it's like a, a normal thing like America, but then turned into like monsters or something. Cause it was like manifest destiny, which was oh, Lewis yeah. and Clark going around Fight, uh, fighting monsters yeah, yeah. Fight, like discovering america but it's monsters <laughs> or uh what black science where it's just like different oh, yeah. versions of the same earth but it's different things so yeah it, it felt like back when they were chucking out ideas over and over and this it, it fits right along with them yeah no this is really cool like like world building i keep saying that but it, that's it's it's like there's a really cool universe here big sandbox to do a lot of really cool things with it yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was last week's books. What's everyone looking forward to this week? Uh, there's uh, the, some cool stuff. There's here. a new Lemire number one, so I'm in. Looks like Family Tree. So oh I'm re- yeah, I'm so reading that's that. That's a new Image one. Um, God, Jeff Lemire, like how? Where does he find the time? Yo, he literally works at like a nine to five. He wakes up at like six o'clock in the morning and just draws comics, and then he writes comics, then and he, he draws comics. A, it's unbelievable. And he's got a lot of he he writes in like. I'm writing this story. It takes this long and I'm going to write the next story. So a lot yeah, of his he stuff, does it in like hour or two hour chunks. So like he treats it great. like a job. It's crazy. That's Blows nuts. Uh, Batman's Grave. Ah, Batman's, Batman's Grave, grave. Too, yeah. Uh, Dollhouse Family is uh, Mike Carey's um, uh, for, foray into the Joe Hill um, DC imprint. So that'll be uh, cool. Mike Carey. Is that, is that the horror stuff that they're, yeah. they're doing? Yeah, like Basketball so. of Heads is, oh, cool. is the first one. Uh, Far Sector, N.K. Jemison's uh, Green, Green Lantern oh. story. Yeah, finally. I feel like that should be a top story. That uh, looks really cool. Oh, I see a Morbius number one. That could be good. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Folklore oh really, looks really good. Matt Kent's, um, yeah, like new. I think it's Boom. I want to say it's, it's Boom or or, or Vault. Sea of Stars seems to be back. It I is. see a Garth Ennis Punisher number one. Yeah, Soviet. Oh, it is cool. gonna be dark. I can't uh, wait. I like those two names together. <laughs> yes, Garth Ennis and the Punisher. Mm-hmm. That'll X- be good. Oh, X Men number two. X Men book again, guys. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're not <laughs> sick of that books. yet. Yeah, Fallen Angels is the other one. Oh, I'm, that's the uh, that's gonna be the best one, right? They're gonna not, fight not really God. Looking. I'm gonna read not it really and looking. I'm gonna love it. Maybe, hopefully, just to spite you. <laughs> I'm excited. Also, uh, Usagi Ojembo number six, which is a 35th anniversary issue. That's oh, nice. Cool. That'll be that's fun. gonna be a big one. Then, Moonshine's probably, right? back. Yeah. That's cool. Oh snap! I forgot about that book. Dude, that book exists. That book's awesome. <laughs> he's done uh, writing about demons, so he's back to writing about werewolves. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. Sign with me it. up. Yeah, Moonshine's great. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's that's this week's books after last week's books. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. If you like what you hear and you want more, please support our Patreon at DuelingGenre.com slash support. You're going to get a bunch of cool stuff from the Dueling Genre family. Um, yeah, so please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next, next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.